What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Riven Andrew Velez and this is now episode 97 the finals are set and we're ready to give our predictions on them. Suns-Bucks is one of the more unlikely finals matchups we thought would happen, but that doesn't mean it won't be great. Injuries played a part in this matchup happening. Is there an asterisk to whoever wins? We debate that along with if Kawhi Leonard should stay with the Clippers and how bright the Hawks' future is. Then we shift to the NFL and talk about the best available free agents left if Mike Williams will have a breakout season for the Chargers and Akil Harry slash Patriots drama, and we react to PFF's top 10 rosters list. I thought that intro was pretty strong. Killed it, bro. I thought it was you pretty strong. I, I'm, I'm making a switch to how I write these intros. I'm scripting it up now. Nah, like and it. before we start the podcast, I just want to give a shout out to anybody who's rated and reviewed the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We have 33 ratings, I believe, and I just want to read a couple of them that we got over the course of Thursday to now. Kyle Godley, April 13, 2021, which was a while ago, said, I found this podcast a couple weeks ago, and they are extremely in-depth with their evaluations. Reminds me of when Through the Wire podcast and when they were first coming up. Well, that's some high praise. Through the Wire is an awesome podcast. Maybe one day we can collab. I King lie. of the fourth quarter, Kenny. <laughs> love what they're doing over there. May 7th, 2021, Zeke Powers said, Joel is a great host, and the other guys are good too. Joel is good at keeping the conversation on topic and interesting. Thanks. May 7th, were you even here? No. No, he wasn't. Oh, okay. Thanks for the ego boost, Zeke. I appreciate it. Anything post-June. That, that definitely uh. enhanced my ego a little bit. On Wednesday, Salvador JVO7 said, Really good sports podcast. I usually agree with at least one person's point of view. They have a nice combination of analytical and subjective commentary. They have some moments of levity and comedy. Also, the tangents tend to be pretty good. Would be nice if they were a bit longer, but overall great. So Salvador wants us to get off topic more often, <laughs> which is not a problem for Riff to do. He does oh, that quite God. a bit. I, I wonder, I wonder who he agrees with. Me he too. said he agrees of one With of at least us three of, every I, podcast. I think it's 100% me. I think it's 70, 10, and because you're new, like 20. Hey, I'll, that 20 is pretty high compared wait to your 10. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Bro said 70. It's so, not my show. Wednesday, Jordy1902 said, if you're looking for a non-biased sports talk, this is the podcast for you. These guys meticulously break down the hottest topics around the NBA and NFL, and they never cease to amaze me with their insight. Meticulously. Check, check these guys out. Whoa. Never cease to amaze. That was yeah. tough. Awesome. That was awesome. Player, What's yeah. this guy's I'm, name? His name is Jordy1902. Shout out to Shout Jordy. Out Jordy, Jordy you know, man. I'm, I'm actually glad that Riv is not the one reading these uh -huh. uh, reviews. We have some big words here. Meticulously. Oh, no. Oh, we also have, no. we have levity here. Analytical. Is that a pretty big word? That is a pretty big word. You know, we went to the same high school, right? So, so we like got the same <laughs> education. Okay. So, um, then this last review we got is from Shaq Nasty 99. Okay. But Shaq 
spelled like a shack, like a cabin shack, not Shaquille O'Neal shack. Oh, uh-huh. that would have been dope. Awesome podcast. Need them to get into the basketball card community with a praising hands. Or not the praising hands, but What does the that hands mean? Like there. he wants us to start collecting? Talking about basketball cards, I guess, ah, maybe collecting. Okay. I actually own some football cards. I own okay. a Joe Burrow LSU card oh. and a Chase Young Ohio State card and some other football players. I don't think the cards are worth anything. Yours, you're saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. But I've been wanting to get into card collecting for a minute, but it's actually an expensive hobby. No, for sure. Yeah. Do you pour water in a cup and just put lemon in it? It's very popular. No, I'm just asking if you did it. This was very iced tea. popular. <laughs> this, this was I. This was iced tea at first. I did do it. Oh, okay. This was iced tea at first. It had lemons in it. I ran out of the iced tea, so I put water in it. Nice, nice. Water with lemon is actually really good for you. Really? Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good for detoxing your body. Nice, nice, For the car collection, though, you know, like, one box could cost you, like, $100? Yeah. Well, car collecting, actually, you know, Target and Walmart, they sell packs of these Mm. basketball cards, and... It's every Friday. Do you know uh that? Every uh Friday and every Friday, they sell out. People camp out to buy these cards as soon as the store is open. man. Because if you pull a good card in these packs, it can literally be worth hundreds of dollars. And the packs are not very expensive. Yep. That's, that's like lit. a Zion card, the right one, which are like the prisms. I, I've seen like most of the cards that are worth something are the prisms and rookie cards. If you buy those cards, you like let's say you get a Zion, you can sell that for like a thousand. Sheesh. My sister actually got a Lamello. Uh, Lamello? Yeah, Lamello oh, wow. one. Rookie yeah. card? Yes. She collects cards? So her boyfriend does. Uh-huh. And it was her birthday, so he bought her a pack, and she had Gobert. She had Lamello. Girl had to go bear. Yeah, nah, she, she didn't care about Gobert. He's probably not worth anything. No, but Lamello, she said it was like four or five. That's tough. Yeah, five hundred dollars just for a little card? And then, you know, Top Shot, my brother actually got Lamello's uh, rookie card where he had his first triple-double. Mm. Uh, I forget what type of rookie pack it was. I think it was... Some some rookie showcase pack that they got five thousand. Is your brother a Denver Broncos Whoa. fan? Five thousand. No, he's a Patriots fan. See, oh. NFTs to me is a little bit Scratch. tricky. I don't know if I want to invest in NFTs because I think I'm still in that old school mindset of why would I pay for highlights? Basically, fair enough. It has a market, especially though. because of YouTube. It's like yeah. I don't know how exactly I own this per se. Maybe I don't know enough. You know what I mean? But it's like I could Google whatever moment you have mm-hmm. that's worth, let's say, that LeBron dunk that he had. I think it sold for 250k on uh, the Kings. Some some Kings player. I think it was Bejlika. 250k that went for. I could Google that right now for zero dollars. So it's like, why is it valued that mu- that high? You know what's funny? Imagine if the podcast gets big enough and there's a, a highlight of just one of us laughing. And that becomes like an NFT. That'd be lit. Like owning Listen, a clip I won of, best of laugh in high laughing. school, so maybe. Hey, there you go, too. But yeah, NFTs are a little bit weird to me. But at the end of the day, people dictate value. Yep. And, and the way the world is going right now, it seems like everything is going into the g- digital space. You even see the start of it now with, with VRs, mm. virtual reality. Facts. People are probably not going to start. Go- they're not going to keep on going to stores to buy the physical yeah. cards anymore. If we, we can make a case that the physical cards are just as useless as the NFTs and buying it online digitally, because what are you going to do with the physical card? You're going to collect it. It's going to be there, but that's it's just going to be for show. Yep. That's the same thing as a, a, a digital collection. And I saw that there's actually a guy. I don't know where I saw it, but there, a guy literally had an NFT and he had it framed. 
and he had it hung up on his wall. And it plays, and the highlight plays loop. on a frame. That's fire. That's cool as hell. That's so mad if That's you can, cool if you can do something like that where you own it and then you could then frame it and then put it, I think now we're talking about major, major value. I'm with that there. Now nah, that is and that, tough. that is very possible to do. It is very possible to do. Well, what would it be? It would be like an, a nonstop going iPad. Or yeah, something like that. You got to like charge it or Yeah. It's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, McDonald's. I ate McDonald's the other day, yeah. My go-to is the McChicken with the McNuggets. Also, the pineapple you the smoothie. New, you got to get good. the new crispy chicken sandwich, the spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, I got that. It's pretty it good. It is gas. Have you tried the Burger King chicken sandwich? No. It's, it's pretty I, good, I too. quit fast food, unfortunately. So when did you try the chicken sandwich from McDonald's? When it first came out. I wonder for, yeah. well, how long ago Sounds like Cap to me. Uh, I think it was actually after the first time I was on the show. Mm. Believe it or not, that's crazy that I remember that. But yeah, the first time I was on, crispy chicken sandwich. For the fans, go back and tell me the date. Sounds like... Uh, yeah, this me. water is good for detox. <laughs> Lemon with water is good for detox. That's something Shachara Richardson to, probably should have... I need to detox my body. I got a lot used. of bad stuff in it. Oh, yeah? yeah like sugars and oh. fast foods and uh-huh. stuff. So I got to start detoxing. All right. Yeah. A lot of water, bro. I've water actually been drinking a lot of water lately, but I keep damaging the water with eating too much sugar and like eating too much fast food. I have this thing in my mind where if I eat like utter trash, if I just flood my system with water, it like cancels out. Yeah, I have this thing where it, I like it's cap. Obviously. If I see like like a bottle of soda in like the fridge, uh-huh. and, I, I, and I see a bottle of water, I'm easily gonna grab Take the, the soda, soda yeah, <laughs> and just like live with the results. What's later. your go-to soda? Grape soda. Duh. Grape soda. Okay. I know what you're gonna say. Listen, whoa, what do you think I'm gonna say? <laughs> but I'm not gonna say that. Loud, but Thank I know you. what you're gonna but say. Listen, I would never. <laughs> <laughs> Never a day in my life. Yeah, that's my go-to. Grape now, grape soda is gas. It's not grape than pineapple. That's that's interesting. Pineapple soda? <laughs> yeah, pineapple. Or do you have, like, the C&C from, like, Geo's or something? No. What, do you think I'm poor? I'm just saying. C&C's that's the only are probably the of. worst soda you yeah, can get. Like, yeah, by far. No, so I'll cheap. get, like, Welch. Just, that's what comes like, to my mind when I think cents. of pineapple soda. Right, or, like, Crush. Sodas. Welch or Crush. Okay. Yeah. Crush has good soda, you're right. Crush is good. Like, the red ones. You know what slept on? Dr. Pepper. Slept on, slept on. It's I'm nasty. very. You like Dr. Pepper? Dr. Too? Pepper is I great. Hate, I hate Dr. Pepper, Coca Cola, Pepsi. I hate. You all know, that. you know there was a story. Yo, eight, that is wild to there say. There was a story eight but you, years but ago. But you like? I'm sorry, bro. You like Pineapple Crush? But yeah. you don't. Nah, that's wild. <laughs> there was a story eight years ago. Maybe it was eight years ago. I'm not sure, but I remember seeing it on Twitter when I was in high school or just entering it about an old lady uh-huh. who is 102 years old. God damn. That. Wow. That had drinks a bottle or no a can of Dr Pepper every day, and she attributes Dr Pepper to why she has lived that long. <laughs> She's probably dead now because she was 102 uh-huh. at the time, and it's pa- many years has passed. But Dr Pepper kept her alive that, for that 102 thing, years. Doesn't that uh, Chad Ultra Single do that when he uh, doesn't eat good food and he eats just McDonald's, and that's why he's like he, so he says fit. it on the the podcast. He's I'm yeah. blanking on that name right now. Help me out. Podcast with Ultra. I am Brandon Marshall. I am athlete. Yeah. I am athlete. He says it to every athlete that comes on. Cam Newton was on. Joe Burrow was on. Yeah, he's he like, listen. I Joe Burrow my, was on? I, I, was it Joe Burrow? I don't think he was. I, Justin Jefferson and DK was on. No, it was a. It was definitely. No, he, he had. It was Joe Burrow. He had an interaction with him. I don't know if he was on the show. He had mm. an interaction with him. It might have been on Twitter. But he says, yo, come to my crib. Got you on this diet. Work out two a days. But then after, we got breakfast, McDonald's. Hit you with the, we got the, 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 the McGriddle. We need that. Uh, McGriddle's golden. McGriddle no, the is pancakes fire. And that. McDonald's breakfast is OD. It's just it it's crazy. Yeah, That's what he said. Lie. He says McDonald's breakfast is why he goes I there all the time. I can never forgive McDonald's for taking out the snack wraps, though. 
I was that, real and fan of them. Do you remember the Cinnabons? The cinnamon melts? Wait, from McDonald's, McDonald's they yeah. had Cinnabons? No, they had cinnamon melts. It was so good and so like it was like love in your mouth. You I just found out. Yourself. I just found out why McDonald's took away the snack wraps. Why? Though. Because they held up the line. It, it it took a while because they had to chop Are up. They, the, serious? they had to chop up the cheese, like you know, because mm-hmm. they chopped up lettuce cheese. They had to chop that up into bits, and they had a the the, the tortilla to wrap the chicken in it. Mm-hmm. It took. A lot of time, uh, or more than normally, like a sandwich they can make in ten seconds. Literally, and it's good. God forbid they actually take their time on what they're. It's doing, funny because right? Chick Fil A doesn't care if the line is backed up. They but, just, but that's snack, why they're in the Hall of Fame. But snack wraps—that's why they took it away, so they can make lines go faster in the drive-through. That's why they took it. It away. makes a little more sense to me, but at the same time, it was so good. That's suspect. Snack wraps—they were my go-to. I would get that. I never had one. Truthfully, they were so amazing. They, they are still really sell good. them in Canada. Really? Yeah. Wow. I gotta yeah. go to Canada to get a snack wrap. I'm wow. about to go. Like Canada. I'm gonna go to Niagara Falls. Visit there, chill. Canada would snack have reps. That. Canada sounds bad. You wanna hear something a little messed up? My go to right now for McDonald's because I'm doing this diet. Is a McDouble. McDouble. Wow, yes. McDouble. Don't you because no. you said you yeah. wanna hear disgusting. Yeah. McDouble. Yeah. Ouch. That's a little right. But you take the bun off, I say no ketchup. And then I pour buffalo sauce on it, and oh, I just you go extreme. yeah. And you keep the pickles on yeah. it, don't you? Extra pickles, you need. Bunless it. sounds so extra. Just go get a burrito bowl nah. from Chipotle. Well, that too, but it's like five dollars McDonald's, fifteen because I'm getting double meat. You know, <laughs> nah, what I'm whoa, saying? double steak. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta live with those. <laughs> nah, hot take. I hate Chick Fil A. It's actually really nasty. Ch- Chick Fil A or Chipotle? Both. Chick Fil A's mac and cheese is so. Wait, wait, wait. Chick Fil A, Chipotle, Chipotle. I don't like, I don't like Dr Popeyes. Pepper, Coke. You don't like. You've never heard of um, a Crunch Bar or what, what? A Twix? Excuse me. It was Twix. I don't like Popeyes either. Are you good? I don't like Wendy's that much either. Are you good? Yeah. So what's your spot? <laughs> I would order McDonald's and Chinese food. Chinese food's valid. <laughs> so McDonald's is also valid. To not oh, Burger King that- too. Rank them. McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. <laughs> McDonald's. Let, me hear, let me hear Burger King not last. Please. <laughs> McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. Oh, my Easily. God. Yo, Easily. You're going McDonald's hell. gap, gap. It's like three gaps. Then it's Burger King. Then it's Wendy's. Well, you, I think Burger King does have the best fries. They, what the? That is, over McDonald's? That's incorrect as could be. I do because they, they're thick. They used. <laughs> they are thick. They used to have the best fries. McDonald's they did something fries to them. so salty. And nah, now they're trash. Crazy. Not Wendy's, Wendy's has the fry. worst fries. Wendy's fries they have are terrible. The worst fries. Their fries are dry as hell. Dry and they, garbage. The new cut fries? Y'all are asleep. <laughs> Y'all are asleep. Oh, man. I don't Bro, eat. Mc, nah, McDonald's might have it, but Wendy's has done Burger something. Burger King is to, seriously underrated. No, they screwed themselves. Wait, They've been trashed for years. Themselves? Burger King. Burger King is underrated. They bro. changed the fries. It's a shame that they upcharge for onion rings because they made ten piece McNuggets two dollars. They suck. No, their ten piece was fifty nine cents. It's really bad though. Like, if, I'll take if, a bacon whopper a ten, over anything. If on a Wendy's, ten piece though. nugget costs you fifty nine cents, you should never buy it. I'll take a whopper over anything at Wendy's though. A whopper is crazy. They're, Wendy's chicken nuggets are firm. They're the best. Firm. No, they're not better than McDonald's. McDonald's Look fell it off. Up. McDonald's Look it nuggets up. fell There's off. There's a survey. I'm they not looking the, it up. They We're do talking, the top to ten nuggets <laughs> in America in fast food. Who was number one? Wendy's. Wow. McDonald's was two. Yes. Firm. That's respectable. Yes. What was three? I think Chick Fil A. I'm done. Chick Fil A is so bad, bro. 
Burger King was not even in the top five. Burger King, because their chicken nuggets are known for burgers. They're Burger King. True, true. Burger, true, true. You know what slept on though? For real, Habit. Habit is tough. Habit Burger is cash. They have this boom boom. Five Guys is actually really slept on. Slept on. I think that's the most popular burger place, in my opinion. Oh, we're talking about fries. Their Cajun fries are better. Five Guys. I hate their fries. You ever tried their Cajun fries? No. Their Cajun fries are they. Those are the best ones. I prefer Pop- Smash Burgers. Popeye. But I like really? Five Guys. Okay. Though. Popeye's has good Cajun fries, Popeye's too. is really disgusting. It makes me feel disgusting. Like, every time I, I have it. to take it. Everything is dry. I mean there. one, but other than that, Popeye's <laughs> hits. It hits. Last time I actually broke keto, I had a crispy chicken You're sandwich. you on keto diet? Yeah. Okay. I broke, I had What's a. a keto diet? You it's only meat it's fats. cut out carbs. It's fats and proteins. Mm. It's, it's not cool. Is and, it like for fat people? Like, I don't mean to be rude. Um, usually fat people do partake in it. Like if I, if I do something like that, would it help? Because you just got to think, way? bro. You cut in the order. It's carbs, fats, proteins. So if you're not eating carbs, the next thing you're cutting, fat. So there you go. So would it make me like skinny? Yeah. You don't. Uh, this yeah. dead last thing you need. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Oh, wait. What are you trying to say? That you don't need to lose weight, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's yep. okay. I feel you, gangster. Yep. Uh no keto Have you guys ever tried Taco Bell's nacho fries? I don't eat tacos. Have you ever tried Taco no, Bell? No. Na- they're nacho fries. I'd actually put, if we're talking about strictly fast food, because okay. mm-hmm. Five Guys is like in between. I think I Five Guys is fast food, but yeah, you know, yeah we're talking it. about like Taco Bell, Wendy's. So like the real fast yeah. food. Anything with a drive through So Five Guys technically doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nacho fries, I would put them up there with any Nacho single fries. Really? I think they're the best fries. Fire? from Taco Bell. And they Bell. took Yo, them off the menu, didn't they? I, yeah, because it, it, it's like a seasonal thing. But nacho fries, it's literally, think about a Burger King mm-hmm. thick fry, but think about like a seasoning over it that has a... Dorito Loco, something like that. It's like, it's like I would say Cajun kind of seasoning. Okay. It's not really spicy and it comes with a dip and the dip is cheese. It's like seasonal? That sucks. Yeah, that yo, they had a, this nacho fries box. It came with the nacho fries, mm-hmm. came with a taco, and it came with a burrito. Nah, that sounds good. A gas. taco and a burrito. You sound like you had this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the whole night. Like I'm gonna get in tune with that. Cause I heard tacos really good. I just never really ate it. Nah, taco, taco Bell, Bell is there. It's, it's really cheap too. Like the taco, the mm-hmm. box with the fries, the burrito, the taco, and it comes with a drink too. What I do Taco Bell fries taste like? I've never had. Well, them. they don't have them. They only have them seasonally. The, the taco fries, fries are the nacho fries are their fries, and okay. they're really good. Um, but that box costs five dollars. Really? Yeah. The one box they got rid of that Taco Bell. If you're listening, get it back. Uh, I it was you not cheese. Yes, they are. Trust they me. have a seasonal thing, bro. Where they have they have like a value menu menu box that's five dollars uh-huh. that constantly changes. Like right now, I think it's this naked chicken chalupa that I saw, but it's it's, like, bro, it's overrated. It's literally the the. The shell is of the yeah. of the top of the chalupa is chicken. I will. It's literally a chicken nugget. <laughs> it's uh-huh. literally yeah. a chicken yeah. nugget Opened shell up. stuffed with cheese and lettuce. You see their commercial wow. about it. It's like people trying. They're making fun of all these people doing all the new chicken sandwiches. Right. It's like yeah, pickle a pickle lettuce bun or pick is uh, regardless. They're just going different orders. But Taco Bell is just eating their taco chicken sandwich, which was a pretty good idea. But they got rid of the cheesy gordita crunch box. It's a cheesy gordita crunch, two tacos. I told you, bro. It's se- they have seasonal Why? menus. The cheesy gordita crunch is the best thing on the menu. Because they would have that box, but then like two months from that, they would have the nacho fries box. Then two months from that, they would have the chicken chalupa box. Then they would have like a chalupa, a regular chalupa box. Have you ever had a gordita? 
I think I have. You a know what a gordita is. I'm sorry, guys, but you, your versatility in foods is really killing me. Listen, I just, you got to be well versed in yeah, everything. I'm not bro. really. I'm going to tune in to Taco Bell. You should. I got to tune in. This is what you got to get. It's don't hard. tell me what to get. It's, um, this is what you got to get. Trust if me. If it's seasonal, how I'm going to know? It's not to get seasonal. It. Gorditas, you can go right now and get 18 if you wanted. If you okay. really uh, wanted. Uh, All right. So a it's a soft taco. Inside, it's a hard taco. But in between the hard and the soft is cheese. <laughs> and then in the hard, also in between the middle, is ranch. I always say no ranch. It makes it too strong for me, personally. And what's underneath, what's inside the soft and no, the har- hard? No, in between the soft and the hard what's, is cheese. What? In between, and in the hard is meat, lettuce, cheese. Uh, what type of meat? Ta- regular taco. What do it's they a, use it's a, though? Cheesy, it's a cheesy gordita crunch. It's a soft you mean taco beef? with yeah, no cheesy gordita crunch. But the the meat is beef. Oh yeah, <laughs> this guy <laughs> River's laughing. No, he, he's crude. I'm sorry, bro. bro's crude. Yeah, like I'm sorry, my bad. It's all right. It's just like you guys are just going back and forth, bro. You need yeah. to hit up Taco Bell. I got. You know we've been talking about this for 20 minutes now. Listen, this guy wanted it. Whatever yeah. he wanted, this <laughs> he wanted more him. tangents. But now let's actually get on to the show. Let's do it. This is why. Uh, this is why we host, folks. This is why we we uh, get <laughs> into the topics. Because uh-huh. we go on tangents talking about nothing. Facts, facts. But, um, but thank, thankfully for the audience, we will. You know, this is time stamped, mm-hmm. so they'll know. You can skip this. Or if yeah. you're real, you listen to us talk garbage. Who cares? Yeah, our last the last podcast episode got 150 downloads. Shout out to all of you guys. For real, man. And the full episode on YouTube got 1.3K views, so that's amazing. That's a career high for us. Um, so that's really amazing. And we, we have high. updated this studio. Uh, as you can see to my left right here, we have two posters. One of them is a Nets poster that uh, my cousin got when he went to the last Nets game in New Jersey, but he gave it to me. And right next to it is a Michael Jordan poster looking at every single player he beat in the 90s and dominated in the 90s slash 80s so if you zoom in you can see the players that are on it an artist on twitter made that it was an it was an exceptional yeah, this is this is our uh, sophomore uh, year uh breakout year yeah it so, is our sophomore i was gonna year, say right? first year passed already actually it hasn't i was gonna say i, I remember you telling me it was like 11 months something like that yeah it's yeah. actually like probably we're at exactly the first year we, say, we didn't start being consistent until like May of last year. And the 100th episode's coming up, right? Our third year, we're going yeah. for the MVP. All right. Okay. Yeah. D Rose, we have, we have a special, we have a guest. All-star. What is it? Third yeah, year? We're all-star. Okay. We're all-star. We have a guest next episode, which is going to be phenomenal for you guys. If you guys <laughs> know Chilltown32 on TikTok, tell your pops to tune in. It's old school, <laughs> all that. You know? Yeah, we're going to have him on the show. He's going to, I think it's going to be a great conversation. We're going to talk about a lot of old school stuff, new school stuff, greatest teams, something like that. We'll talk. I'll talk about it more at the end of the episode. But okay. let's talk about this right now. Let's do it. The Suns versus Bucks are in the finals, and I think this is the one one of the more unlikeliest finals matchups we thought would happen. This is the finals matchup that happens when you sim my league in two K <laughs> and you just land on the Suns versus Bucks. And in the regular season, the Suns beat the Bucks two times. They only faced twice, so they're two and zero against them. February tenth, one twenty five, one twenty four Suns. Giannis had 47, 11, and 5, but Drew Holiday didn't play. Booker had 30. CP had 28. Then April 19th, their latest matchup, 128-127 in OT. Suns won. Drew Holiday did play. Bucks big three of Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis all had 20-plus. Giannis had 30. CP had 22 and 13. Booker had 24. 
Ayan had 20. Mikel had 21. Sound like some great games. Do you know Booker's shooting uh, stats? I do not know okay. their shooting I'll splits, but Suns beat them 2-0 in the regular season matchups, even though they were very close games. In total, they were decided about two points in all. Give me your preview on this series and give me your prediction for who do you think is going to win. I'll, I will start out with Riff. Start off with Riff because he's the basketball mastermind on this panel. He's the guy that goes through the ins and outs, the in depth, the X's and, we got and O's. This order going on. We know after Joel. Yeah, the, the order is Riff, yeah, Drew, yeah, and that's me. How it goes. That's why whenever Riff is surprised that I look to him first <laughs> yeah. to say something, I don't know why he's surprised. This has been going for 90 episodes now. Yeah, I don't know. I just be bugging out. But um, <clears throat> Suns Bucks, man, I got. I got the Bucks, and the only reason I got, my answer is really predicated on how healthy Giannis is going to be. Obviously, if he's good to go, for, I, I don't I don't expect him to play Game One. I expect him to be ready for Game Two or Game Three. But I think the Bucks can still steal a win in Phoenix without Giannis. But like I said, my Bucks take is predicated on Giannis being healthy. If Giannis is healthy, I have the Bucks, and you know I think Giannis being out kind of like was the shot in the arm the Bucks needed because Giannis being out gave us that. Drew Holiday aggression, and when Drew Holiday is aggressive, you can see he's a different type of player. He's more, you know, he's attacking on the offensive end. He's become more of a scorer. He's playmaking, and then he starts to get in that scoring motion and starting to hit jump shots, starting to take to the basket. We've seen in game six in Atlanta, he was doing things I don't think we've seen in a while, up and under layups, you know, and ones, splitting the double team. So it was really, honestly, amazing to see. But we've seen – when Giannis is out, we see Drew and Chris kind of turn it up on the offensive end, and I feel like they if they if Giannis gets back, I feel like they're going to keep that drive going. Now, defensively, you know, I like the matchups. You know, Drew Holiday on whoever. They got P.J. Tucker for defense. I think he should probably guard Chris Paul because Chris Paul doesn't have really? that speed like he has before. I think Booker is a little too fast. I think, you know, you keep Drew on him. I agree. But I think P.J. Tucker is going to do fine on Chris Paul. And we just seen him, aside from that game six, he had a pretty bad series against the Clippers. On the Suns end, you know, they got some guys that can shoot the three ball. I think they have the pieces to kind of build the mini wall. You know, Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder, they got big A and down low. So that's a good thing. Chris Paul and Devin Booker, their backcourt. If they play well, this team wins. They have two playmakers. Cameron Payne, he's a guy who could come in the game and change the pace, run it fast. Chris Paul, he's more of a, he breaks it down more methodically. Mm-hmm. But I like this I like this matchup. I think this is going to be a great series. You know, I think these two teams are fun and exciting and bearing everything else. I think this is incredible. But I do have the Bucs. I think Giannis is just so dominant. I think he's going to come in and change the pace. I don't think Aiden... Has to, I don't think he's going to have what it takes to really keep up with Giannis on the offensive end. So I think I got the Bucks in six games. Offensive okay. or defensive end? Offensive. Okay. Actually, I don't even want to give it a game. I'm just going to say Bucks. So I got the Bucks winning. Okay. That's wanna, pretty vague, but yeah, I, I guess. I don't want to rock. I don't want to do that. What game do you think Giannis comes back? Not that you're a doctor, but. I actually am a doctor. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. Um, Game three. Game three. Okay, even though he's game time today. I don't want him to play today. Okay, why not? Your because prediction is ridiculous if you think Giannis is coming back in game three. Well, I said, like, literally in my whole monologue, I guess people weren't listening to me, but I said game two, he'll probably be back. Um, I apologize. But he wasn't that. listening. I don't want him you to come back today. game three, though, just that Yeah, word. just now. I, 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 I think game three, he'll be fully, fully healthy, but they'll probably bring him back game two. I feel like I if they so. win this game, they they don't rush him back game two. Let's say Giannis doesn't play. They right. they win this one. I don't think they're rushing back game oh, two. Oh, 100%. Yeah, but uh, 
this is going to be a really good series. But after watching the Suns play against the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, a.k.a. the Clippers' best player, and them still having somewhat of a fit playing against uh, a team led by Paul George for sure. Reggie Jackson uh, played pretty spectacular uh, other than Game 6. Marquise Moore, uh, Marcus Morris had a really good series also. But it's a series that, in my opinion, they should have handled with more ease than they did. Clippers, you look at it from the other side, you could debate that the Clippers should have been up 3-2. But, you know, ball rolled the other way. Suns ended up getting their, their W. But now if I'm looking at it from this perspective now, again, you have a Milwaukee team who their best player right now is injured. But Milwaukee had has also had success without without Giannis. They had to play two games without Giannis, on, uh, without Giannis playing. Chris Middleton played well in both of those games. Uh, game six, uh, Chris Middleton was the closer that Joel was saying that he was not. Uh but Jan, uh, excuse me, Chris Middleton had an excellent series, and I look for Chris Middleton to to keep that going, especially without Giannis in Game One. They're going to need Chris Middleton to be that 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 true score with or without Giannis, because the Suns have too many playmakers on on both sides of the court. That if it's a Giannis solo show, they're going to get smoked. But I don't see that happening. I feel like with the addition of Drew Holiday, release some pressure on, on Chris Middleton, and we're seeing Chris Middleton definitely take to form this postseason. But I feel like the the most impact player other than Giannis whenever he comes back, I think he'll be back game two. I would like to see him come play game one because obviously you want the two, you know, you want the two teams 100% going against one another. But I feel like the impact player in this series is going to be Drew Holiday. Now, in the in the in the offseason, you had this monster trade where Drew Holiday was traded for a plethora of picks and this was supposed to be the guy that got him over the hump. Now, defensively, this is that was supposed to be the core of his game. And up until this point, I don't feel as if he has played as well as people have perceived his defense to be in the past. Now you look at Kyrie Irving, he gave him fits. You look at Trey Young, he absolutely cooked him. Even on a on a on a messed up ankle, Trey Young didn't have the best game, but prior to that, Trey Young was doing his thing on, on Drew Holiday. You need Drew Holiday in this series to although Giannis is out. They're going to need Drew Holiday to to pick up his offensive numbers. You need him to be that defensive anchor, especially on Devin Booker. So with that being said, I feel as if Milwaukee has, even with Giannis out, I just feel like they're the better team overall. No no discredit to the Suns. I've been solid with the Suns all, all season. I love Aiton. Devin Booker is one of my favorite players. CP3, shout out to him for his first finals appearance. I just don't think that they are going to be able to stop Giannis, especially if they have Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday on. So I'm going to go with Bucks. I want to say if Giannis misses games, game one, this going seven. If Giannis plays, I think this goes six. I'm not going to count the Suns out, but I'm, I'm leaning Bucks heavily. <laughs> Didn't want to have to do this to oh, you. Oh, I just, I just want to let uh, you know. You're, this, you're, this, hold this, on, before you, I'm sorry, before you, before you start. <laughs> I just want, because I just thought of this when he brought up Chris Middleton. That take you said when Levert and Middleton were on the same level, yeah, that's dead. That's you the got, only reason I brought it up. Yeah, you got you got to dead that. That was terrible. That's not a bad take. No, that was. I stand dead. by it still. Your Bucks takes. <laughs> Your Bucks take has been. Uh, I've heard better takes out of you. This is why the Phoenix Suns will beat the Milwaukee Bucks oh, in the boy. NBA Finals. Not just beat, right? They will embarrass. They will destroy. Yeah, they stay, will stay eliminate them. This is why they're going to beat them. And first, I want to talk about the Phoenix Suns because. This entire season, they've gotten the short end of the stick. Coming into this year, they have gotten the short end of the stick. In the offseason, there were question marks on how how far can Chris Paul lead the Suns. People thought they were a borderline 
eighth-seeded team, even with Chris Paul. I even posted a Suns clip on Suns Reddit, and they said, I would be happy if we're the fourth seed or fifth. That's our ceiling, I think. From the offseason, from the offseason, I said, the Suns ceiling is a, is a third seed in the West. They can be that great with Chris Paul. They exceeded my own expectations. In the playoffs, everybody talks about AD getting injured. Yes, that was a big deal. Did we forget Chris Paul injured his shoulder? He wasn't 100% for that series. And the Suns' young Bucks and Devin Booker multiple times came back from double-digit leads against the Lakers and ended up beating them. Then the final two games, they destroyed them. They wiped them off the floor. LeBron quit because the Suns were too much to handle. They were too hot to handle. In the second round, they swept the Denver Nuggets. Everybody loves to bash the Nuggets and say that wasn't competition. That was a team that beat the Blazers in six. A Blazers team that I thought was good. They were a good team. They were not a bad team. They beat them in six. But when the Suns sweep them, oh, that was a cakewalk matchup. No, it wasn't. Chris Paul was just that amazing. Devin Booker was just that amazing. Aiton was just that amazing. Their whole team. Then in the WCF, that's the only series that raised question marks to me in terms of how good can they really be. But the Bucs don't have a player as good as Paul George. Kawhi being out actually let us see Paul George, PG-13, Indiana Paul George. It brought that Paul George out of him. Chris Middleton is nowhere near Paul George's level. And that and what about Giannis. Well, I think you're talking about from a ta- skills. Yeah, I mean we're talking well oh, I'm sorry. Giannis I, I, is better than Paul George, but we're we're talking about if the Bucs play the Suns without Giannis in game one, correct. there is no chance the Bucs win. The Suns are gonna sweep the floor with them. Correct. But and that's probably gonna be tonight. That's the only series you can question the Suns merit on. But I think not only is Tyron Lue a better coach than Budenholzer, I think the Clippers had better personnel, better players on defense to do that, to switch on defense. Budenholzer is not going to take out Lopez. He's already <laughs> proven that to us. He's going to leave us in. He's going to leave him in there. Lopez and drop coverage versus CP3. Drew Holiday is a great defender, but I disagree with your point about Trey Young cooking him. He mm. didn't cook Drew. Drew was getting screened, and that's the reality okay. of it. The same thing's going to happen versus Phoenix. Drew is going to get screened. Chris Paul, mid-range, is going to hit that shot. You look at all the statistics in transition. When the Suns or Bucks play fast, the Suns statistically are a better team. In half-court sets, the Suns are a better team statistically. The Suns shoot 37% from the the three-point line. The Bucks are at 31%. From the free-throw line, Suns shoot 86%. Bucks are at 71%. And this is the first team all playoffs outside of Miami who is an awful offensive team and Jimmy Butler got shut down that that has a that has a personnel that can build a wall on Giannis. They have three great perimeter defenders in Mikel, Jay Crowder, and Torrey Craig. They have that back line of defense in DeAndre Ayton. They have the personnel to make it really tough on Giannis. And playing on a hyperextended knee is no joke. It's going to be tough. For Giannis to play, especially how he plays, it's going to be tough on a hyperextended knee. I have the Suns in five. And if Giannis is healthier than I think he is, I think it goes six, maybe seven. Fully healthy, I think this series would have went to seven. Because Giannis is battling with this injury, I say six most, but I'm picking the Suns in five. Chris Paul is going to get that championship. Devin Booker, first playoff run, is going to get that championship 
and everything just points to the Suns. I know they have been criticized for their run to the finals, but let's not act like Chris Paul didn't injure his shoulder in the first round. Let's not act like Chris Paul didn't catch COVID in the Western Conference Finals, and that's why it hindered his performance in the WCF. He caught COVID. COVID. uh, Something that that literally stopped the world for an entire year, and Chris Paul managed to drop 40 points in Game 6. COVID is not something that's just a little thing. It's serious, and he came back from that. The Suns have had their adversity. They have played through it. They have gone through every single obstacle, and the Bucks are just another obstacle that they're just they're gonna go by. They're gonna rip the rip the horns off the reindeer's head right. in the finals. The Phoenix Suns. They're gonna burn them off. They're too hot right now. Phoenix Suns will win. Couple things. Um, I was gonna let you go. Figure. Yeah, well, he came at your Lakers first. So I thought you had the, I mean, the, the that, medicine for that the, one. The fact that he was trying to say. You mentioned something along the lines like they we blew leads. It was two one. We were in the driver's seat for sure. Anthony Davis goes Anthony down. Anthony Davis goes out. That's the series. There were multiple times in that Lakers series that the Lakers were up ten plus points, even without AD. And game, and they and they and the game Suns six, they were never up. The game game six. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Game, game six, LeBron they were never hit him with the back on Jay Crowder. Game five. We 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 were we were playing around too much. They ended up coming back on us. So it's we, playing around now. We st- <laughs> We it's playing around. We, we you were playing game. around we with won, the Suns. We won that game, did we not? But I'm saying every single but that's time. That's my point. Every single time with the Lakers healthy, LeBron and AD, we dominated. When no, you didn't dominate. We you dominated. didn't. You didn't dominate because you lost game wins. one. You lost game one. You didn't. We, dominate. And we lost game one against the Blazers. We lost game every one against single, the Rockets. We lost game but one. But you didn't uh, dominate the Suns the Nuggets, even when LeBron and even when LeBron and AD were there. You didn't dominate the Suns. The Suns game every, two and game three. We didn't dominate. You didn't dominate. That's no, they did. No, no game three was definitely domination. Bro, it was. In LA, the first game in LA. It was easy. Yeah, it was that was bad. Easy. Every bad. single time the Lakers. LeBron had every single time the Lakers got up. The Suns. And I was impressed by this. Every single time the Lakers got up, I said, oh, this game is over. I kept seeing the Suns fight back, being resilient, the resilient teams they are. They kept doing that and doing that and doing that. I was impressed. I was like, wow, this Suns team is, they're not the Blazers. They're not the team. They're not not last year's Houston Rockets. Last year's Houston Rockets was a mess of a team. Denver? They're not Denver either. They're better than Denver. And Denver upset the Clippers and, and last year. You even tweeted this that you said even if Jamal Murray was playing, you think Phoenix would have won still. Probably they, you probably give Denver you, two uh, games, yeah, one or two games. But I don't See, think Jamal changes to ju- I the think trajectory so because of that series. The, the the mindset going into that series without Jamal is all right. Jokic is the guy we have to defend. It's that. It's clear. I just as day. think the Phoenix was just too much better. Than I'm with Denver. you. Listen, do I think Phoenix wins that series even with Jamal? Yes. Do I think it's a sweep? No way. No, I didn't say sweep, but I didn't think he changes the trajectory of the series. I think. Phoenix is going to win that one regardless. I mean, we didn't see Let's it. just we didn't stop see acting it. like the Suns had a cakewalk because they dealt I'm, with adversity I'm as well. I'm not going to say that. I'm I not going to say that. Specifically, Chris Paul. That, but even still. And Devin Booker with, a, with his nose. Clipper, oh, they yeah. have had a lot of adversity. Let's stop acting like they haven't. I'm going to get to that you, next Because the Clippers should have beat them. No, they shouldn't. No, they should have beat them. Fully healthy. healthy. That like that's not even a question. The fact that they had so many games even. Close. I mean, I thought a fully healthy Clippers team would have beat the Suns. I'm with you, but the Clippers and after without Kawhi se- shouldn't have beat them. I, even watching this, even after watching the series, I feel like that's they could have beat them. It's even more clear. Kawhi. Correct. That's after we've seen well, the play. Well, Correct. No, I'm about saying it. even with without. No, yeah, with Kawhi after watching the series, I didn't even mention this, but the coaching disparity. Mm, yeah. Between Monty Williams and Budenholzer. 
is here. Oh, it's significant. To here. I'm with you. I mean, the offensive sets that they're going to throw at it's the gonna Bucks be tough. It's gonna is be going tough. to be insane. I'm with you. And defensively, I'm just saying, buckle up, Bucks fans. You're going to need it mm-hmm. because this is going to be a long, fast ride. It's going to go straight into the wall. Bam. And they're going to lose. And then you will not see a championship. I don't know. We'll see. I think Giannis is, has been. This is just going to be facts. the series where you know the Bucks have to finally show us that they're that good three pointing shooting team that we know they are. They just haven't been that as of late. I think you know a lot of the things you said, Joel. I, I really can't argue. It's facts. You know the Suns. I know up to this standard have been performing admirably. They've been doing. They've dealt with some adversity like every other team. But with Milwaukee, you know, just watching them fight through Atlanta. Without Giannis, you know, you've just seen a different side of them late. And like you said, Budenholzer, he's going to get out coached. I think we can all agree to that. Yep. This series, he's definitely going to get out coached. He's going to play Lopez to the day he dies. And I think in a series like this, the reason why the Clippers were so successful is because of their small ball and how they went small. I think with this Bucks team, you can go small, but I don't think Budenholzer is probably going to do that. And with that, like you said, with that wall, they can build that mini wall that can be because Mikael Bridges is a really good defender on the perimeter. Even you didn't mention Cameron Johnson. He's also a really good defender on the perimeter. Uh, yeah, he's really good. I didn't mention him because I think he's really skinny. Well, and him I, and Mikael are kind of like the I same. Think Mikael honest, has, I think Giannis is handling both of them with Mikael well, has bulk. Well, the thing is, it's not about how, who at the top. It's just help. Because I'm trying to think because. Uh, the Atlanta series, Tory Craig can do a great job. They didn't have they didn't have that kind of. They don't defender. have their wings. I'm with you, but they still had Clint Capella, John Collins to build a, a wall in the in the paint, and it really did nothing. John Giannis Collins is worse than Mikel. Oh, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you there. Cameron Johnson, he's soft on defense. Okay, fair and Clint enough. Capella is the most deceiving non good defender ever. And Houston, he was shot blocker. And in yep. Houston, he was giving up 62 percent. Field goal percentage at the basket. Mm-hmm. Like, he was not covering nothing. Onyeka was really their best defender mm-hmm. against Giannis, and he's a rookie center. But do you really think that there's anyone that could stop Giannis? Well, I don't think no. there's anyone that can stop, but, but I think a wall it's, can it's, stop it's, him. it's about help defense. But it's like we've seen Middleton come into form now. Well, to be fair, Middleton's very horrible games. in games one and two, regardless of where and they are. And he's battle away. However, when he's needed to be clutch, he has been. Okay. And that's a fact. There's no way you could say he hasn't. No, okay. When he's needed to be big, he, but that I don't think this when is, he's had the when he had when he's had the crutch of Giannis, yes. I don't think this when, is when, when, when Giannis is there to lead them to a close game, yes. Uh, Atlanta, he wasn't there. Cap, exactly. He didn't even play. Yes, I know. That was one game though. I'm Two. talking about like game five and six. This is a whole new postseason. Drew Holiday. Was great game five more? Yeah, than but, um, but Giannis exactly. wasn't there. Exactly. It was those two either, having. The, yeah, but Holiday way. really had the great game. It wasn't Middleton. Sure. But Middleton still played well. He had the great game in the closeout game, which mattered. Yeah, twenty two in the third. away. I don't Atlanta think, has no defenders. Let's just throw that out there right now. I don't think this series is a series that they can go behind and try to come back though. I You're think, saying Milwaukee? They need. Yep. Yeah, I don't think this is the type of series that they can do that. Because once Phoenix got your foot on the neck, it's, they're lethal shooting-wise, yep, and they could beat you in multiple ways. But so I, I just, have the Suns in 5-6. You have you didn't want to give a game for the Bucks. You I just have Bucks. Give a Give a game. Okay. Um, if Giannis is better than what I ex- – if he's Healthier. fine, mm-hmm. if he's fine, I have Bucks in 6. Okay. If Giannis is not fine but he's still playing, I'll probably take Phoenix in 7. I think I'm going to go regardless – Bucks in seven. We'll see what happens. I mean, this is Chris Paul's first finals, so we'll see how he plays. This he is everybody's first finals outside of Jay Crowder. Yeah, that is true. maybe it's a lot, but finals MVP prediction. 
I feel like Suns, Bucks, you, Devin Bucks, okay. it, ha- it has to be Giannis if that's going to, if that's they're going to win. I mean, he's going to no, stuff the statue. For, for Phoenix, though, I would not be surprised if, if Aiton was the star. He was the star last series. Yeah, he definitely was, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'll say Devin Booker. Fair enough. That's Devin a good Booker. answer. Okay. I'm going to die on this bridge. Devin Booker is going to get locked up. <laughs> Listen, Pat Bev gave him fits, and that was another thing. If Drew Holiday says, you know what? I know that I need to be stronger offensively, but defensively, it's, this is my it job. It was different, though. Pat Bev is, is able to run over the screen because there's a there's not a Lopez behind him. There's going to be a Lopez behind Drew Holiday. So Lopez is going to drop. Devin Booker is going to have enough time to get that jump shot off. With the Clippers, it was different because it, it was a small ball big, so it was somebody that could either hedge it or stay up because— So who was the one hedging? It was usually Morris or sometimes PG, and then there's help side, Batum or Mann being on the help, able to cut down. So when Aiden does come down, there's another defender right there. You don't right think there. Giannis will take whenever he—if he, if he plays tonight or game two, you don't think Giannis will take Aiden? It depends. If Lopez is there, they I don't think... small, yeah. Because if Giannis takes Aiden, but then that pick and roll is not as dangerous as, as we're know, thinking. I don't know, because if Lopez is playing, he can take Aiden. I don't deny that I'm, he can no, guard I'm not say, I'm just saying strictly pick and roll defense. I don't think I don't think Budenholzer would do that. Giannis on Aiden? I don't think... If Lopez is in the game, I don't think Budenholzer would do it. They, I like that matchup a lot, small. actually. Yeah, because because they go small, have, yeah. Then you have they Lopez on a corner shooter. And if you have Lopez on a quarter shooter... You could put Lopez on Bridges. Oh hell no! What is he gonna do? That's such a what? Come on, let's not Bridges, disrespect. Bridges is really Bridges. a shooter. No, yeah, what is Bridges gonna He's do? He's just a shooter. He, he could create off the dribble. I've seen him do it plenty of times. Ah, you, He's a knockdown shooter too. He is. A he good, is a he's knockdown shooter. But shooter. I don't like. I'm not gonna sit there and say, "Oh, Mikael's gonna give Lopez 30. It's not a bad. A it's one not on the one. worst. Of, it's you not know, a. He'll it's give not him a bad 20 statement. at least. Uh, is Mikel built like that? Yes, he is. That's average twenty. If he, he's averaging seventeen in the season. It's not far off from 20. Okay, fair enough. I haven't seen enough separation for that one. With the, the with this 17. with this run, the Suns have he made 10. <laughs> no, he didn't. That you're probably looking at like last game. Let's he didn't see. average 10 let's in the see. season. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Crazy, bro. 13.5. Let me Definitely not 17. Yeah, you you jumped that. That was crazy. And he's a career 10.2. Okay, you're right. 13.5. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I, I could have it was I could have sworn it was 17 mm-hmm. earlier in the season. Maybe it's another I, maybe you got CP3s like CP3 might be averaging. Oh yeah, he is. I think yes. he is. Yeah. I think right, CP3 is. Let's, let's see if I'll be 13 and a half is not bad though. No, that's good. CP3 16. Okay. I, all right, it's pretty close to 17. He was going to give him the MVP. 16 well, and Mikel eight. Mikel shot 42% from 3. No, he's Lopez a helps. Lopez takes one step. He's slow to step out. It's over. What's over? Mikel's going to knock down the 3. Oh, I thought you meant like he's gonna. But how many threes is he really gonna attempt a game? Do you if think he's, he's open? Gonna, if he, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. If how Lopez many threes is he average right lot. now? How many? I'm, I'll look it up right now. You guys. Well, it's different. We're talking about matchups, though. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, if he's really a volume shooter, like he averages. He's not four, a volume. He averages shooter. four threes a game. We're exaggerating his offense. Mm-hmm. No, like, I, I agree. I think he's mostly a defender, a uh, 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 amazing defender who can. Happen to shoot the, the three ball he relatively well. He's a spot well. of three-pointer yep. with, with so sometimes will cut I to the basket. I don't disagree too much with what you're saying. You put Brooke on him, like you know Mikhail is going to shoot. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, but Brooke Lopez is not going to just stay on an island on Mikel. That is also Not only true. that, that is but Mikel on cuts is so much faster than Lopez. He's going to have yep. that edge. Yep. And if Lopez cheats... He's not fast enough to step out there and contest the shot. Mm-hmm. And that's an open three. That you true. give Mikel... Five open looks, and you give him opportunities to cut to the basket. He's gonna have twenty easily. Okay, so I'm not. I'm not saying that Mikel's gonna go Devin Booker on Brook Lopez, but I think having him 
on an island mm-hmm. against a knockdown three point shooter when he has to help is gonna be bad. Okay, I'm just listen, hey man, I'm just giving us because we know Budhos is gonna play both of them. Yeah, just trying to give him the no doubt keeping them in both. that. With this Suns and Bucks run to the championship, there's been a lot of talk about is there an asterisk on this championship because the Suns have not faced a healthy team on this road to the finals. The Bucks did luck out with KD, with the, not KD, with Kyrie and James Harden being injured. And you could even say Trey Young in the Hawks series. You know how I feel about the Suns. You know, I, I think, that, you know, it's overblown, this this uh, lucky road they've been on, because I don't think it's been lucky. I think talks of asterisks are ap- absolutely stupid, because last year the bubble happened. Goran, Drogic, Bam were injured for the finals. 2019, Clay and KD hurt when Kawhi won that championship. 2018, CP3 got injured. 2017, the Warriors were just stacked. Yeah. Like, there was no competition. 2016, Draymond was suspended. And 2015, Kyrie and Kevin Love were injured. I think the last respectful ring was 14 and 13. But respectful wasn't respectful. But I think I think talks I think people, about well, being well, respectful. Well, I think talks about being respectful. Are, are pretty ridiculous because I think injuries are a part of the game. And ast- asterisks don't exist. They just don't exist. When we talk about players' all-time performances, when we talk about their all-time accolades, we're not like, oh, but this ring that KD got, it has an asterisk. Nobody's doing that. When you go back, when you That's nobody's, nobody's doing debatable. it. I don't think nobody's doing that. The KD chips? Yeah. Because it's recent, some people will argue that illogical argument – but think about it. When you when you look at what Magic Johnson accomplished, what Larry Bird accomplished, what Jordan accomplished, nobody ever says, "Oh, but Jordan in these finals, he didn't he didn't uh, face a, a team that was as good as his or Larry Bird." Oh, there was injuries throughout. Yeah, only LeBron road. fans do that. Nobody does that because a championship is a championship, and when we're looking back at the game and people's accomplishments years later, all that's going to matter is that you're a champion. That's all that's going to matter. It's not going to matter how you got it. It matters how you did it. And regardless, only one team out of 30 gets to be a champion at the end of the season. Regardless of the road it took to get there, you are the last standing out of 30. That is a remarkable accomplishment. You are the champions for that season. I I think all this asterisk talk is pretty ridiculous, and I don't even know why this comes up every year. It feels like every year... There's this asterisk talk. When KD went to the Warriors, his rings won't count with the bubble, the Mickey Mouse ring. I think all this talk is just ridiculous. I think, yeah, you know, it's crazy because every year, like you said, over the past five, six years, there's been a certain asterisk at the end of the season, whether it be Steph or KD or LeBron. You know, there's always been an asterisk. But I think this run is a little different than the latest runs we've had, you know, Kawhi, like I'll throw you some examples. Kawhi Leonard, twenty nineteen run. Philly was healthy. Milwaukee was healthy. I'm not even gonna acknowledge Orlando, but okay, they were healthy. Mm-hmm. Clay, obviously in the finals, they got hurt. Twenty eighteen, you know, Chris Paul did go down, but on the other side, LeBron for the most part played everybody healthy. So I think twenty seventeen, like you said, Katie and them destroyed them. Twenty sixteen, for the most part, OKC was healthy. It was just in the finals. I think Asterix just because it's like if we when we look at Chris Paul, we look at Devin Booker in the history of the NBA, you know, Chris Paul being the top five point guard of all time. 
it's easy to just say, oh, he won this ring. But I think with the Lakers being unhealthy and missing their star player, I'm not acknowledging Denver. I think with the Clippers missing their star player, I don't want to say it's like an asterisk, but I think it does deserve what we like to say is context when you're talking about the run or the legacy. That's because context has to be added. And even, like you said, Ma- Magic, MJ, and Bird, people say MJ won six. Other people like the well, the context. Who did he play? What did he do individually? You know, context always has to be added because it's like that brings a different outlook on the situation. So I think with this run, you know, it's it's a good run. And like you said, they deserve it because they were – I'm not blaming them for being the healthiest team at the end of the year. I don't even think I, – I, I said it before. I think if they win the ring, you know, they win the ring. I respect that they won the ring. But when you look at it, you have to acknowledge the fact that Anthony Davis was hurt and it ruined what could have been a great first-round series. Um, and Kawhi Leonard didn't play in the WCF, which could have made it a really incredible WCF. Same on the other side. You know, Milwaukee isn't – injuries ruined what could have been Brooklyn's run. You know what I'm saying? And Atlanta, Trey Young went down. Giannis went down. That ruined what could have been a great Atlanta series too. So I think, you know, context should be better used. I don't think ast- asterisk should be a word, but I think context should always be added in the conversation. So – this season is pretty particular because we've seen a lot of the all-stars go down, and that's where I feel like a lot of people are taking more scrutiny to this championship than as into the past. Because I think it's, what, been nine all-stars that have missed time in this postseason, something 10. like that, regardless. A stupid number. But it's not like this is the first season, like you guys mentioned, that, we're, that we've seen it uh, happen. And and it's not the Suns or the Bucks' fault that it's happened, and it's not the Suns or the Bucks' fault that they happen to be the healthiest. In my opinion, that is credit to them that they were able to take care of their bodies as well as they were and were able to perform when they were needed most. And there's nothing wrong with being the healthiest, especially when they've also gone through their their injuries. You, like you mentioned earlier when we were talking about the preview, CP3 went down with a, a shoulder injury, also got covid Devin Booker broke his nose, had to wear a mask, but he 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 prevailed through that. Even though his shooting numbers were were pretty, uh, I wouldn't say significant, but not as what he was doing prior to that. Definitely went down. Then you look at the Bucks. Giannis could be missing some time, and obviously Giannis is the most important player to that team. So it's not like these two teams haven't had their their share of adversity, and they've just handled it the best. And I will give them credit for that. So this Asher's talk, in my opinion, of, is a little foolish here especially when we've seen both sides in the finals experience issues of these sorts. So asterisk a little strong. Have there been asterisks in the past? I feel like there's definitely some instances of where I think that an asterisk applies, but in this situation, I don't think so. The, the thing I kind of struggle with is that context does matter. I agree with that. That's a good point. But that only matters if we're debating, yeah, right? Correct. You know, when people debate LeBron versus Jordan – LeBron's finals record, okay, but he faced Golden State. Jordan, oh, but he did, He got eliminated in the first round and stuff. That's the context to the argument. Yep. But when we're talking about trying to devalue a championship just because of the path, I think that's where it's ridiculous. That championship is still a championship. Is the Phoenix Suns title run one of the easiest that we've seen in, in memory outside of Golden State when they were completely stacked? Yes, possibly. That... You can make a huge case for that. Does that devalue their championship? No. 
it, they're still champions at the end of the day. And anybody trying to try to erase that from history, I think is ridiculous. I think you can argue it in terms of context compared to other championships. Correct. But you can't say, oh, they didn't deserve it. Oh, they didn't do this, do that. Oh, look at this. I just think that is where I kind of push back a little bit. And talking about Asterix, obviously that matters when talking about legacy, right? Because Kevin Durant, people to this day think that his championships were not that great because he was on a stacked team. They think he's they, he has asterisks. So at, legacy means a lot, right? Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Paul. They are two players in this series right now that have the most to gain by winning an NBA championship. I like how you just... No, he went crazy. Yeah, I like how you, you just did that. Crazy. I like how you just you transitioned went crazy. into that. That was That tough. was perfect. Like, I was thinking, I'm like, where is he going with nah, this? he I was bugged like, wow. out. You guys ruined it by saying <laughs> I'm bugged sorry, out before bro. I let nah, you guys... It was so go. fire, was I had perfect. to stop it. But I got to go with the question, okay? Whose legacy would a championship run help more, Giannis or CP3? Or this championship help more, not championship run? You know, it's crazy, but I think... You know, it, it, it's tough because I feel like... Come on, bro. You're going to hit me in the middle. All right, all right. It was an accident. Go ahead. (laughs) I think, you know, over the past year or two, people have been bashing Giannis, you know, disrespecting him as a basketball player and really coming down on his legacy, saying he doesn't deserve this, he doesn't deserve that, he's overrated. And with Chris Paul, you know, we've seen in the past people kind of, you know, bash him in a sense, you know, come for his legacy, saying he's a choke artist and saying he can't win the big one. So I think for starters, this is going to put both of them at a high pedestal and I think Giannis already has a Hall of Fame career I think Chris Paul is a Hall of Famer you know Giannis being only 26 <laughs> years old I think it's it's funny because it's like I think it can go both ways but I think for Chris Paul it means more okay you know, I think it matters for him more because he is 36 you know he is at the end of his career and I think he is this is like this is the one time where it's like like we were just talking about this is the one time where you really have a significant chance to really get this ring and really run into the sunset, not to mention the banana boot crew. You know, mm-hmm. D-Wade got three of them things. LeBron got four of them things. Melo, you and Melo be sitting on the side with no rings. I know that's, like, embarrassing. That's, like, damn. Well, both of my boys got multiple rings we don't. So it's, like, to initiate yourself in a group that you guys consider one of the best players in the NBA history, you know, getting that ring, I think that would definitely implement Chris Paul and definitely push him into that He's already cemented. I think people still question if he's a top five point guard of all time, but I think that ring will probably cement him into that top five point guard. You think guard no list. chip? He's still top five. I think so, but I think people okay. will still push back on it. Okay, but I think that ring and how he does it would definitely. I don't even think he needs to play like elite or win the finals MVP. I think he just needs to play good, and then now cement him as a top five point guard of all time. So I think with Giannis, you know, being twenty six years old, he still has time to switch over to another team or win another ring. You know, I think he has a long, like he has a long and illustrious career, but mm. I think with Chris Paul, you know, time is running. And I think this is the one time he needs to do it. A lot of good points you made there. But for me, I feel like this is a no-brainer. I feel like this one leans Giannis. I feel as if we've ne- we've seen players come into the league and have all this potential on their name and not live up to it, truthfully. Giannis really didn't have that 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 potential or that, you know, that, that pressure on the him. because Correct. Exactly. Yeah. He, he made himself what he is today. And I give him a lot of credit for that. However, you look at, like you mentioned, he's been getting trash talk these last two seasons after winning the MVP, but not being able to get it done in the postseason. But to look at his resume at 26 years old, you have two MVPs, 
You have a defensive player of the year the same year that you won most valuable player. However many all-NBA teams that he has, I think he's been all-defense every single year that that he's been an all-star. He He's phenomenal, and the fact that he's going to potentially accomplish all this at the age of 26, it just immediately launches his name into best players of all time. Not that he would be the best player of all time. I'm insinuating he would be among the greats of the game off rip with a championship. At 26 years old, the fact that he has, like I mentioned, all these accolades to his name already, a championship as well as a finals MVP before the age of 26 would have a championship before LeBron. LeBron turned 28. He won his first championship. Michael won his first championship at 28. 27. I think, no, he was 28. He was 28. LeBron and him won it the same year. Uh, but he would just change how everyone views his 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 future and how they look at him now. A championship at 26 would not just lift off a huge weight off his shoulders. It's a resume that, how you mentioned, you think that he could be a Hall of Famer. A championship, he could retire the day after that championship. He could be in, in Hall of Fame consideration. It, I understand what you, where you go with, with the CP3s, like, for sure, I think that a championship would, would lock him in the top five. But it's like his legacy is already pretty cemented r- with a chip or not. Would it help his legacy? For sure. I just think that this chip means a little bit more to Giannis as in he has so much time left to go. And this chip would only just launch his, his name into, like I mentioned, Hall of Fame status, all-time great status among the best players ever. With the monologue that I just did along with the transition that I was hoping to accomplish, I felt like we were on a three-on-one fast break and you smoked the layup. I just wanted to say that because I was getting ready to ask the question and make it so smooth and you just totally interrupted it. I was like no, a clip. Bro. I'll be honest. I wouldn't be upset if I was no, you, man. I am, I am, I am. Yeah, are you? I am. Because I knew, so I, knew, per- I knew how great it was and then I was like, yes. Like I felt like I just, I just had a... LeBron S block on Igudala. Uh-huh. I got the ball. We're on a fast break, I'll and I pass it. And right when I'm about to pass it, which I was getting ready to ask the question, I was about to pass it, and he just fumbles the ball <laughs> like he trips, and then we get a turnover. Buffalo. So I that's how I was. I, was I, I take vibes. some blame too. I screamed in your ear. I was or something like Smith that. That's before. why after I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> Listen, man, I wouldn't be upset. You, it was just it was so in, was perfect, all, bro. I'm like, bro. No way. For, I'm sitting here like, "Oh my god, this is where bro, he went spit. with it." It was like, it was like watching like Lil Wayne and Drake in the booth and just like going crazy. Like <laughs> I was like, "Wow, bro, it was perfect." I'm sorry, bro, but it was amazing. I think I'm a little bit more generous than you guys in terms of Hall of Fame. I think Giannis is already a Hall of Famer. No doubt about it. I really think he is. Chris Paul is an 11-time All-Star, 4-time assist leader, 6-time steals leader, 10-time All-NBA, 9-time All-Defensive Team, and won the Rookie of the Year. Giannis is a 5-time All-Star, 2-time MVP, Most Improved Player, Defensive Player of the Year, 5-time All-NBA, and 4-time All-Defensive Team. I think what hurts Giannis's legacy, you could say a little bit, is that he doesn't have any, he's not a leader in any category in terms of he's never been a scoring leader, an assist leader, a rebound leader, a blocks leader, or a steals leader in the league. Chris Paul is four-time assist leader and six-time steals leader. But when arguing a legacy, we have to argue this. If Chris Paul wins a championship, how much does that elevate him in all-time point guards debate? I don't think it elevates him much. Steph Curry and Magic are already locked in at one and two. 
it probably elevates him over Stockton, even though Stockton is going to have thousands of more assists than Chris Paul when it's all said and done. So that is debatable. Maybe that chip puts him over Stockton, but it's not going to elevate him too much. I think he's already a top five point guard. When we talk about Giannis, if he he's already a two-time MVP. If he were to not only if if he were to get a finals, a championship ring and a finals MVP, not only is that going to set him up to already have a first ballot Hall of Fame resume and career, but that's going to set him up to stop being snubbed from the MVP conversation because the only reason Giannis wasn't in the MVP conversation this past season was because, oh, but the playoffs. Yep. That's the only reason why. If he wins a championship, now voters are going to be like, oh, maybe he should win an MVP because he did win a championship. He did win finals MVP. We're not going to have that voter fatigue with Giannis that much anymore because we're like, okay, he's a champion. Whereas if he doesn't win, we're still going to mention that, oh, I don't want to vote him for MVP because he's already a two-time MVP and he has no championship. I think that stain is still going to be on him. Giannis is a first ballot Hall of Famer, I think, already with his resume right now. If he just keeps on his space, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Getting a championship with a Finals MVP, I think after this season, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He could retire That's after the, the championship the after. and be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think this helps Giannis so much because it elevates him so much in the all-time greats conversation. I don't think this ring is going to elevate Chris Paul as much as Giannis in the all-time great conversation. Like Giannis is going to take a boost from here to here. Chris Paul is going to be from here to here. I don't think it's going to elevate him that much further. And one thing to add to our point before you can go ahead, but multiple MVPs in a championship. There have been 11 guys. Petit, Bob Petit, Bob Pettit, Bob Pettit, excuse me, Russell, Wilt, Kareem, Moses Malone, Bird, Magic, Jordan, Curry. Duncan, LeBron, Curry. It's like, it's not, and if Giannis wins that, he's going to be in that class with them. And it's Wait, not multiple rings, multiple MVPs. No, multiple MVPs and, and a, a championship. Only 11 guys have that. My only thing is, if Giannis doesn't win this year, so what? He's 26. He has nine, ten more years to get another one. If Chris Paul doesn't win this year, it's over. Mm -hmm. Like it's like he's probably gonna play again, but it's like how many more years really will he get another chance? I agree with that. Oh wow, we actually said that. Go ahead. I'll say this though. That's the same mindset KD, Harden, and Russell Westbrook had when they went to the finals, very young. They you know, they had that same mindset. Oh, but we have our whole careers to do it. KD did it because he joined a super team. Harden and Westbrook are still they're 30 yeah. trying to get that. Russell Westbrook, I think it's safe to say he's not going to get it. Harden has the best chance because he's in Brooklyn. A lot of players were in the championship at a young age, I'm and a, they never got there again, or they lost the next time they got too. there. Oh, sorry, like yeah. right now, Giannis, he's 26, but next year, Brooklyn healthy, they're there. We know that there's going to be movement around the league, and teams are going to form better teams, and Milwaukee's pretty much stuck with their roster right now that they're going to have. If we're talking about, if we're like just looking down the line at the future, this is probably the Bucks' best chance to win. And they're probably not going to get this window of opportunity ever again. But the honest like thing. I was saying, it's, you have, like you mentioned, you said, so what if he loses? And I agree with you there. But you just got to think about it. If he wins, if he wins, how people are going to look at his future for his career for the rest of his time. 
No, it's, that's true. You know what I mean? It's like you're you have one championship, you have MVPs, you have a defensive player of the year. You're the first person to do that since Akeem Olajuwon to win a uh, MVP and a defensive player in the year in the same season. And you have a championship at 26 before the greatest ever and LeBron James who also could be the greatest ever. Just think about this. Wait. Um Giannis didn't win MVP this year. No, he didn't. I didn't. No, he didn't. Said, Last year, he won MVP and no, defensive player of the year. No, the first to do it all in the same year. That's what I'm saying. Since Giannis Hakeem, never did it. He Giannis did it last year. No, he didn't win a ring. He, no, he won uh, no, MVP was the and first DPL. All I was saying was MVP oh. and defensive player of the year. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So wait, okay. Hakeem won MVP. Yeah, he did it all in the same year. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, and finals and MVP. Finals MVP. In the same yeah. year. Yeah. Oh my that was goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I just got chills. That's crazy. This is what I got to say. Just think about, we know the media controls the narrative. Right. Just think about how the media is going to talk about the championship if Chris Paul or Giannis wins it. Let's say the Suns win. Chris Paul, they're going to talk about him. Oh, is he an all-time, is he top top five, an all-time great point guard? Is he better than Magic? Maybe he'll still talk about that. Really? Yeah, it's the media. Fair enough. You know, True. They'll say, is Chris Paul True. the best leader of all time and all this stuff? They'll say stuff like that. With Giannis, it's going to be, is Giannis the best player in the world? Is Giannis, is, does Giannis have a better resume at 26 than LeBron? I was going to say, can he it, it's gonna, LeBron? Like the, 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 uh-huh. the topic list about Giannis is going to be so broad, and it's going to feature names that we're like, whoa, if he wins. The yeah, people, but it's like, I get, like, I get it, but it's like we've already seen the media say is Giannis the best player in the world. We didn't already seen that. They tried to spin that. But now repeatedly. he has a championship. Exactly. A championship so it'll be changes everything. Okay, so and Giannis ask. is playing a game one. Just got the update. Oh, Let's go. Okay, so All right, I'm changing it. But, but, <laughs> I don't want to get egregious. So right. wait, let me I'll ask you a question, Drew. I'll let say me, let me ask, where did, So wait, we list Giannis as a power, power forward. forward. So you said this will put Giannis in the high... He's uh, all, he would be amongst so the all time greats already. Him? He probably could be three, three all time uh, power four. Tim Duncan, Malone. I would. I would five. No, Malone's Carl a four. Malone. Carl oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm thinking of most. Uh, That's why I'm. I bad. mean, are you gonna put? I mean, with this resume, you could put him over KG. They have the same resume. Except two time MVP, no. Finals MVP, no. It took Wait, was K- KG the finals MVP? Nah, no, Paul Pierce right. was. Paul Pierce should have been finals MVP. That's another day. But no, true. Giannis Charles Barkley. Giannis's resume in my, is, in my, is over that. In my humble opinion. So he could be third all time. It's got to be Tim. I could argue I'm taking him over Carl Malone. It's not that crazy to say. He wins a championship at 26. He went toe-to-toe with KD. Obviously, KD didn't have, didn't have his full squad. He went toe-to-toe with KD. Here comes the context. Don't do of that. Course, listen, I said it before even saying that. I said, listen, KD didn't have his full squad. But it's not like Giannis fumbled and, and didn't seize the opportunity. No, 100%. He, he, he played out of his mind after the first two games in Brooklyn. And, and it's, so we would, we would put Kate, we would have Giannis probably third, fourth, maybe, but and third in the three, four range. T- I, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say he could and be then two. And Chris Paul, we would have him top five. Top five. He's already top, top five. five. But I feel like without. he could. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like Giannis right now is not top, like top three, is probably, top four power wait, forwards right is now. Is he over Dirk, though? With a championship at over Dirk? I don't if, think so because Dirk, Dirk won the championship. But if Dirk and he and he did it in an amazing fashion, if Dirk wins that championship against the Heat the first time, I feel like yes, I would easily lean that way. 
uh, that the Dirk run against Miami is just unbelievable. I mean, resume wise, I mean, it's, you, you yeah, could debate it. That's hard. But that's the thing. I think Giannis right now is, is he a that top a ten? Name. Is he a top ten power forward of all time with has, this resume right you now? You have AD at six, so Giannis has to be top ten. Meaning you have AD at six, the power forward all time. You have AD at like six, so Giannis no, has uh, to be right there. The thing is, Giannis is doing it as the guy. In my opinion, I would put Giannis over AD. AD needed to. Braun to do it. Giannis is doing it as the number one, no doubt about it. Mm. So, and listen, and I'm saying this as a guy who loves Anthony Davis. It's a fact. I think he this is, would just be a dope Cinderella story for Chris Paul. You know, means his way because I think I feel like Giannis. Even though we say like he might never get a chance, and we know we bring up Harden and Westbrook. Harden and Westbrook weren't as good as they were at that time as Giannis is now. Like Giannis is like peak. Not even peak Giannis. Giannis is dominant Giannis. Harden was still figuring out Learning. Westbrook. Yeah, so it's like he can, you know, always find a way to get another ring. And granted, Brooklyn is going to be there, but... So this this site, Fadeaway World, ranked the top power forwards of all time. Surprisingly, they don't have Giannis here. So I'm guessing they didn't listen to this power forward, but these are the top power forwards. Well, he was a small forward for a little bit. Yeah, That's Paul Gasol, Chris Webber. I think Giannis is better than both. Chris Bosh, Giannis is better than him. Easy. Um, Anthony Davis... Dennis I mean, Rodman, Giannis. I, and then these are the top 10 power stop. forwards. Giannis for needs a chip before I can put him over AD. No, if, hell no. If, He's if, already, oh, I thought no, you meant no. He already has MVPs over him, DPO, I'm with you, him, all I'm NBA with first teams. He you doesn't stop. have the chip. If he wins the okay. chip, I will easily put him over. So, okay, these are the Easy. top 10 power forwards. So then Dirk forwards. is over him, right? As of right now, yeah. Oh, okay. These are the top 10 power forwards according to this list. Jerry Lucas, he played for the Knicks. Kevin McHale. Um, what, Elvin is it, Hayes is it, any, is it in Bob any Pettit. order or no? Yeah, th- these are these are the top five power forwards of all time according to, to list. Yeah, Kevin Garnett is five, Dirk is four, Barkley is three, Malone is two, and Duncan is one. I think Giannis with the championship, considering he's a two time MVP, right. he could win a championship and be the Finals MVP, and he has a DPOY. He could be over KG, he could be over Dirk, and I'd put him over Barkley. I I would rank Giannis. The third best power forward of all time. Why not over resume Malone? wise? That list, what that list if tells he, if me, he does that. is that they're valuing Malone and Barkley individually more than KG and Dirk's ranks because they're ahead of both of them, and that would lead to. So Giannis's ring is probably going to put him. I don't know if it puts him over KG. I think KG gets the nod over Dirk because he was more of a complete player I think than KG's Dirk was. Over Barkley, in my opinion, I have KG over Barkley. Okay. My, I will have KG as If my dad was having three. this conversation, he'd be going I mean, crazy. I think KG is over Barkley, too. Yeah, nah, think, I'm not. I defensively, can't say that. I, think yeah, I can't a, say he's that. A, he's a two-way You just got to think about it like this. Charles Barkley should not have been a power forward. He did not have the body the body type to be to bang down low the way he did. But he was so strong. He was so dominant. He was still like, able to what, do so. He's, he's like what Zion is now. Yeah, you're losing me. He was that. the OG Zion. Exactly my point. But that, he's a, Zion is a power forward. I, I'm with you. What are you saying? All I'm saying is he he's one of the pioneers for being. Is he better than Kevin Garnett? I think talent wise, I would lean Charles Barkley. So look, these are these are Charles Bar- this Charles Barkley's resume: one time MVP, eleven time All Star, eleven time All NBA. KG has that. Giannis has two MVPs. He has five All NBAs, and he's a five time All Star. So he would have to play like seven more seasons to have those All Stars and All NBA appearances. But in terms of all the other accolades, he has that. KG's a one-time MVP. One-time but I know DPO. Malone, you can't put him over Malone because Malone, Malone's a two-time MVP, 14-time All-Star, 14-time All-NBA, and four-time All-Defensive Team selection. He was just he's dominant like, right, for 20 yeah. years. My point being is Giannis is 26. 
you're telling me he can't reach Malone? Yes, no. When it's all said and done, maybe, Probably. yeah. Maybe? Yes, maybe. He, Malone is the two great. MVPs. That's, that's what stuck out to me the most because Giannis <laughs> is going to get the 14. Giannis is going to get to those numbers. God willing, he stays healthy. It's like that's no doubt to me. It's the fact that Giannis is going to do it at this young of age. It's not like Malone didn't have a chance. Malone had two opportunities to get the job done. He couldn't no, do it. No, you're right. You're right. But we're talking about like regular season success. I mean, Malone Giannis hasn't been. Not more than Malone. Like Malone is different. Malone is second all time in scoring. Giannis does it, averaging like thirty three minutes a game. Malone is second all time in scoring. And how many minutes did he play a game? I mean, We're not going to play the sure, minutes game. But Bro, he's, he's second all like time in scoring. We're not playing the minutes stupid. game. Come Giannis, on, he averages thirty three minutes a game and averages almost thirty. I'm not going to. I'm not going to fault somebody for wanting to stay in the game. I'm not either. But when imagine the coach keeping them if in the game. Giannis played forty to forty three minutes, he'd be averaging thirty five a game. What? That's what we're doing. But that's a fact. We can look at their per 36 numbers, and I guarantee you Malone's are better than Giannis's. Pull it up. I don't want to pull it up right now because... <laughs> Why con- would you say that? Because, <laughs> pull it up. Because I think the topic is getting a little bit too... True. Um, Very true. Too, but we're talking legacy. Forwarded. Okay. We're talking legacy. So, so. Let, let's, talk, let's talk about Giannis, and let's talk about Malone. Pull up Car Malone. I'll pull up Giannis. All right. Let's um, do that. Malone. Oh, boy. And get tricky. So what, per 36. Yeah. I mean, it, it should, has, it yeah, has, has it, it right there on basketball reference. Yeah. Per 36... Giannis for his career averages 23, 23 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists. Yo, Riv, help me find this, bro. Give me. Actually, I'll get it. I'll get it. It's, it's cool. I'm going to show you anyway, so you know. Word, I do want to find out. So, per 36, he has it. It's right here. Oh, shit. Carl Malone's stats are 24 points per game, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. Um. Yeah. So you just scroll per 100 Actually, no. Per, per 36, Giannis hasn't beat. Cause I'm not surprised. Let's bro, look at ridiculous. last three seasons for Giannis per 36. This past season, he's averaging 31 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. Right. Last season, his MVP season, he's averaging 35, 16, and 6. Three years ago, he averaged 30. 14 and 6 per 36. So that 34 Malone Carl Malone's Carl Malone's best year per 36 minutes wise, he's averaging 29 points, 10 rebounds and 2 assists. Mm. This man Giannis is a freak of well, nature. I don't like to compare numbers from now that, and, and I and that's fair because it's definitely that game, a different game. 90s was fast paced too though. Yeah. No, I just don't like there's to do it. There's actually a stat that says uh if you take well, obviously the new NBA is different and Giannis is one of the pioneers of the new NBA. It's like you take out the last three years, the top five highest offensive ratings all are from the 90s. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so, okay. So but he's a pioneer so of the new school, so. These Giannis numbers are pretty insane, so you got that one. But I just think Malone, longevity is just different. You know, you got to pay respects to that. But I agree. But you don't. If my, Giannis, yeah, yeah, definitely. Exactly. If he, he'll get if all he, that. If he, get, if he keeps on his trajectory, yeah. and God he's willing, going stay to get, healthy. I think, no, he'll I think he'll be a first that. ballot if he gets the ring. But like, I don't think it's possible to pass Timmy. I don't think that's possible. And first of all, for both of them bringing a ring to you know Phoenix and Milwaukee's a oh my feat god, forget about it. Itself. So shout out to both of them for getting that because Milwaukee doesn't have one. I don't think, and Phoenix doesn't have one either. So I think that's great too. So for both we, we of them. know that Phoenix versus the Bucks are going to try to build a wall and try to contain Giannis, which is the same thing the 2019 Raptors did, and that was led by Kawhi Leonard and his brother Kawhi Jordan. And Kawhi Leonard right now has a decision to make. The decision is whether he wants to stay or leave 
with the Los Angeles Clippers. He has a $36 million option. And right now, let me just name you the free agents the Clippers have. Nicholas Batum, Reggie Jackson, DeMarcus Cousins. Reggie Jackson was huge in this playoff run. Not bringing him back would be a huge slap in the face after what he's done. Nicholas Batum was also very huge. They got him on a minimum deal. And Ibaka, Serge Ibaka also has a player option. So Kawhi Leonard could be returning to a team that is not going to have Batum, Jackson, or Ibaka next season. But the players guaranteed to be on the roster are Paul George, Marcus Morris, Beverly, Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, Zubach, and Rajon Rondo. Some potential destinations for Kawhi are Miami. They have three big free agents, Oladipo, Kendrick Nunn, and Robinson. And they have team options, two team options, Goran Dragic for $19 million and Iguodala for $15 million. And if they don't pick those up, that would free up $34 million in cap space. And they could make a run at Kawhi Leonard, especially if they don't re-sign some of their big free agents. And you also got Dallas as a potential suitor. They could get him as well. And New York, the Knicks. But if the Knicks were to get him, they would have a big three of Randall, RJ, and Kawhi. Maybe Dame is there if they do end up trading for Dame. The Mavs would have Kawhi, Luka, and KP. The Clippers would have Kawhi, PG. And maybe Kyle Lowry goes and joins them. We don't know. But the Heat's big three would be Kawhi, Butler, and Bam. Which sounds like the best big three out of all of them. If I'm Kawhi Leonard... I'm going to Miami. I'm teaming up with Jimmy Butler. I'm forming the best two-way duo in the NBA. And with Bam Adebayo's versatility, being a center, being able to guard all five positions, I think that would be a defensive nightmare for any teams. Kawhi would pick up the offense that Miami lacked last season. And I think this just sounds like a great fit for Kawhi, going to Miami and teaming up with Jimmy Butler. You know... It's tough because, like you said, like naming those guys on that free agent, I think, I hope, is is Reggie on bird rights? Reggie's free agent. Oh, okay. So I hope they bring Reggie back. You know, that would be, I think, I'm, I'm pretty confident Matum will probably come back. But like you said, and Serge has a player option. He'll probably accept that. It's it's tough, you know, this, this run for the Clippers, you know, watching his team win without him. PG stepping up and getting back to that PG-13 form, Reggie Jackson performing. You know, it's it's really tough to see. I think, like you said, Miami, he can go to Miami and create a three-way defensive tandem that would probably be the best defensive trio in the league, and it would be pretty incredible. But I think, you know, just going off what we've seen, we saw Miami get trampled by Milwaukee, trampled. You saw Jimmy Butler get completely locked up in that series – and then we saw Brooklyn get formed. I don't. If I'm Kawhi, I'm thinking, why go out there and try to compete with that big three of Brooklyn if I just seen Jimmy Butler get locked up and his offense still being limited at the age he's at. Bam obviously has room to grow. Tyler Harrell has room to grow. I agree, but I just think looking at that, I don't think that's a good landing spot. New York, I would need another star. They're a playoff team, but I would need another star to come with me to even compete. Damn. Yeah, to even compete with... That'd be crazy. Brooklyn, you know, yeah. they had to compete with Brooklyn. So I, that, unless I'm getting Dame on the phone and he's already made the yep. commitment to get the trade, I don't see myself going to New York. Now, Dallas is a tricky one because you can form a trio of you, Luca, and Porzingis, and you just seen Luca. It, it took me to go almighty God for us to stop him. Yeah, for real. So that's a good landing spot, too. You know, you and Luca, 
I don't know how their games would like coexist, but two great players, you make it work. It always tends yep. to work regardless. Yep. And then you got LA. You know, you could stay home, play with the guys you just played. You just seen PG finally go back to his form, the guy you've been waiting to go for before real. before you even went down. You both were having thirty point back to back games. You know, it was a good thing to see. Marcus Morris is still there. You still got Zubak. Kennard has room to grow. Terrence Mann is growing into his own. I just I don't know, like, cause it's a tricky situation. I think, but I think Dallas and the Clippers would be the best landing spots. I think just because of what we've seen and what like what we've seen this playoff run. I think New York would only be a spot if you're bringing another star there. And I think Miami is a good spot, but you don't want to be out there battling. You would rather see Brooklyn in the finals than early in the second round or in the first round or in the third round. I think you'd rather see Brooklyn in the finals because they're going to be there. So I think probably Dallas and the Clippers would be my two spots for the uh, Kawhi. So do you think he's going to leave? I don't know. It's weird because he's like, I, like I, with Kawhi, you really don't know. You did all this Very to bring true. PG to there. You guys had a, a shit show first series, first season. You guys played terrible. You blew a 3-1 lead. Second year, you guys make your first WCF in franchise history. So I thought that was a good run, but I, don't, I really don't know if he stays. I just think it's unfortunate that the Clippers in their first year, which I think was their best team, had to go through the bubble. Because I think the bubble really messed up Paul George's mental state. Uh, he played bad because of it. And I think a lot of players were kind of hindered by that bubble. So who knows what they would have done outside of the bubble. But I'll say this. Um, I was reading an article on Kawhi Leonard to the Heat. And it was this writer. I forgot from what website. But he just said something so ridiculous that <laughs> I had to share it right now because I just remembered. Uh-huh. He was like, Kawhi Leonard wouldn't be the best fit in Miami because... We run emotion offense, and Kawhi Leonard is more of an ISO scorer, and you know it wouldn't fit. I think the better options would be getting Otto Porter because <laughs> he shoots forty percent from three, and Tony Snell. The way he led, he ended it with Otto Porter. He let he literally put free agents, and he was like, "These are like better possible free agents we can get." And this, it was like the first name was Otto. And that Porter. got published. Yeah, and I was like, what? <laughs> you thought you was like, going to see somebody, like a big name. You know, for me, I think even though the Mi- Miami runs an emotion offense, you I make think it work. Kawhi Leonard, he's just a superstar. He's going to make it work wherever he goes. Uh, I really do think Miami's the best spot for him. Uh, you, you talk about Brooklyn's big three, Katie, Harden, and Kyrie versus Bam, Kawhi, and Jimmy Butler. I do think that's pretty even. You know, I do, I do think Ka- Kawhi... This is why I say that. Uh, let, me, let me listen. Let me see. Let me see. I think Kawhi guarding whoever he wants to guard, whether it's KD or Kyrie or Harden, is going to do a great job. Jimmy Butler, we know, is a terrific defender. Bam Adebayo probably would be the matchup on KD because he has more length. Um, I also do think that because of what I've seen from James Harden in the past in the playoffs, mm-hmm. let's just keep a, let's just call a spade a spade in the playoffs. Miami could have an advantage because Get the of cameras ready. because of we we don't know what Harden is going wow. to be in the Can't playoffs. Saying this, that's mm. why they can have an advantage because James Harden is very wishy washy. But you don't think playing with Katie and Kyrie is going to take the load off that? I think playing with Katie and Kyrie, Harden is going to not take as many shots that he takes, which means that he's going to be more efficient on the lesser shots he takes. And we which saw is good, him. Though. Oh, okay, yeah. But we saw him in Game Seven get a bunch of open three point looks, miss those shots. He was hurt, but he he missed well, we a lot did, of open looks. We did looks. see him in Boston have a pretty good series before he went down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But 
He needed to step up against Milwaukee. A healthy sure. Harden, I feel like he makes at least three of those shots. He the was, only reason I'm kind of iffy on that is because of what we've seen, what we just seen from Jimmy Butler. We, we, we can say that all we want, but we've seen players play on injuries. We've seen True. Curry play on an MCL in the finals. But he played. Seen, he didn't play well. He played better than what Harden played like. Uh, I agree seen, wholeheartedly. We've and plus Curry is literally moving around all the yep, time. Yep. Um, we've seen Isaiah Thomas play on a broken ankle. That was crazy. We've yeah, seen nice. we've seen players play hurt. LeBron through his cramps. We've seen players Rondo play played through a torn ACL. You remember that? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, we've he seen did. players play through injuries, tough injuries, and still perform. I didn't like that Harden after he played bad. Now is the time he wants to tell the world that he had a grade two hamstring to try to ease the narrative on him. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I played bad, but. I was basically playing on a grade two hamstring. Mm-hmm. You didn't say that before you played. Mm-hmm. You said you were good to go. So, you know, we can say we can play that game all we want that if he was healthy, he would make three of those shots. But we've also seen him healthy versus go to state game seven, go for okay. two eleven from the three point line. Right. So we can't really use that that argument, you know. So mm-hmm. I think Harden, I hope he does get a championship, but he has definitely made me lose more faith in him as the years gone on. And I think this game seven versus the Bucks was one of the uh, icings on the cake. But do you yeah. think you think Miami would have enough offense? Because I think to beat Brooklyn, you have to maintain your Tyler offensive. Harrow, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi. I mean, I think Kawhi, Jimmy's 20-plus. Kawhi's 30. Like, really, he's 30 a night. Bam Adebayo, I think, gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, but doesn't Bam right now average what? Like 19. Six, okay, some, there you go. Like that. Okay. Tyler Harrow, I think, is 15 a game. Right. I think it's a must to bring back Duncan, Duncan Robinson. That's pretty much it, though, because you're going to lose none. Iguodala has to go. Iguodala, to he's not it. offense, though. Uh, but I'm just saying, yeah, like, as You lose players. none. You lose Drogic. gone. Ariza, yeah. I mean, I think they'll make up for it, especially they'll get minimum free. Just, I mean, the Clippers this past season, Batum, Reggie Jackson, all on minimum deals. So you can get talent in the buyout market and by getting those veteran guys in there. So I think that wouldn't be that big of a problem. I think he only stays in L.A. if they get Kyle Lowry or get somebody mm. of equal skill skill set to come play in L.A. Because their problem is not having a point guard. What they thought they were getting in Rondo, you yeah. want them to actually get in Kyle Lowry. Because Paul George in the, in this playoff run played the point most of the time. Yep. And Reggie Jackson was just that guy that was coming in the scoring. Mm. I don't think that three-man dynamic can work with Kawhi there. Because Kawhi is basically going to fill in the role Jackson did in terms of just being a scorer. And Reggie Jackson is going to be relegated to a spot of shooter again. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's going to work. Okay. So they, they have to bring another guy in with Kawhi to come back. But maybe Kawhi is sticking true to his values and just says, I want to be home. And that's why he stays in L.A. So you think he is going to stay or you think he's gone? I think he's gone. And okay. you're, you're saying Miami? Miami. Yes. Okay. I feel like he's going to stay. I feel like he just saw a squad without him, really duke it out in the Western Conference Finals. And if I'm Kawhi, I'm sitting in those stands with my family thinking, man, if I was on this court, there's no doubt in my mind we would have handled these guys one, two, three, and we'd be playing in our first finals in franchise history. But now what he has to be thinking is, man, I missed out playing with the bros. And and, and next season... <laughs> Does next he really season, look at them as the bros? I feel like he, he, he has to look at Paul George like like a bro. Oh, okay. At this point, you have to. I don't know. You, you, really don't, you have to. You really don't know what that guy. But you now, know, I, I especially really do. that Paul George was eating, it's like, man, this is what I've been waiting for. He said for. they talk every day. So. And do I you believe think, that. Do you think that Kawhi Leonard goes into the locker room, looks at Paul George, and just goes like, 
Yo, what's good, man? <laughs> like, you think he's the type of guy to do that? Or you think he's just... Yes. You think he's the type of guy to... I walk in the locker room, you're Paul George, I'm Kawhi, and I'm like... And then just go to my locker room. I think Kawhi is that type of guy. I think he's the dude, he walks in, he's just like... Well, he's one of those. What like, makes me think that he's not the guy that you're saying he is, is after they won the championship and they're interviewing all these guys, they're like, does Kawhi have fun? Like, be honest with me. How is Kawhi off the court? And he's like, he's just a regular guy. He, he's he, He's... Like you or me, and, and that's not the side that he shows to the media because he doesn't want them to see. What that else side. would they say though? That's a that's a very good point, but at the same time, it's like you know what? Like if you were a quiet and shy person, they would say it. And somebody asked me who the type, who the type of person you were, would I be like, oh, he's a quiet, shy person? So, to or that, would I just say, yeah, man, he's just like the rest of to us? To that point, different sport. But Nick Chubb, they mic'd him up. And they asked the guy on his team, they said, if, if you had to guess what Nick Chubb was saying on that mic'd up, what do you think he'd be saying? And he said, you probably got nothing. You probably got not a, not a word. And you hear Nick Chubb, and it's <laughs> just him running. <laughs> I think, well, and, PG- so I feel like you know, those, especially on a, a basketball level, I didn't mean to cut you no. off, but on a basketball level, you're way closer than you are on a 52-man roster. And it's like... Well, Paul, Paul George did say that they talk every day and they were close. You know, he just had a baby girl or was it a boy or something. So they seem, I guess they're cool. He knows all that information. So I don't know. Everybody knows that I just feel like you were so close to a finals and you weren't even playing. Your guys did right for you when you went out. They said, you know what? Kawhi's gone, but we're going to still play hard and we're not going to give up. And they were they, they closed out on the, on the Jazz when they were down 26 without Kawhi. They, they went to the Sun Series. He was on the and, bench and, and game I, six. You're saying Kawhi, he was questionable. No, no, I'm saying like... He, Just he there finally, supporting yeah, with he's them. he's on the bench game and six in Phoenix. There's so many games I look at that Sun Series with, and I just think, man, Kawhi Leonard would be the difference maker. Kawhi's not missing those two free throws. Not this Kawhi that, that I've seen. Maybe Kawhi in, in 2013 when he was a young pub and his knees were clattering against each other against the Heat. I'm sorry, bro. And he locked up LeBron. Thank yeah, you. he locked up LeBron. He averaged twenty eight still on uh, like fifty percent shooting, and and he hit the game winning uh, basket on Kawhi Leonard too. So I guess you could say he locked him up, but he still lost. And twenty fourteen, I'll give it to him because LeBron was it was the those guys versus LeBron. Get to your point, stop bringing up LeBron. My point being, there's no way that he could walk away from this and feel good about it. He was able to walk away from Toronto because he got the job done. He did what he needed to do. He can move on from that. He just also he just didn't want to be in Toronto. And I don't he blame. Was I don't. Regardless. I don't blame him for he that. Well, he I wasn't saying yeah. I got the job done in Toronto. Now I can go. But he was packing regardless. I think. I think getting. It's easier to say huge. that. <laughs> it's easier to say that in hindsight. But I do. I do agree though. I do think that he was out of Toronto. He did not want to be there. How do you think they get Kyle Lowry though? Both uh, question for both of you. Man, I I don't know. You have to let Reggie go. No, I mean, well, no, no. They I mean, need more. They than might that. not have cap space. Even I, you got to trade Kennard. Rondo has to go. You got to trade Rondo. I mean, you got to really. Rondo they, isn't a free agent next season. I thought you no. Meant, he's, no. he's a nine million. They, they deal have right to. Now. They have to really do some stuff with the cap to get Kyle Lowry. I feel or like, it can be a sign and trade. Yeah. With Toronto, but they don't have any draft picks. They would have a bunch of second rounders. I mean, that's true. But then again, it's like you know, if you're if Toronto knows they're going to lose Lowry for nothing, you might as well just sign and get Canard. Reminds me of like the 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 trade the Lakers did to free up cap to bring in AD. It's like I feel like they're just gonna have to do something like that where they move, like you mentioned, Kennard. They move Rondo. Probably just don't re-sign Reggie Jackson, 
And that's that's the only way I see them so bringing in Kyle Lowry. The Clippers, well, Kawhi specifically has a big decision to make, but there's a team that has a big decision to make. The Atlanta Hawks. I mean, I don't know if they have a big decision to make, but they definitely have some decisions to make this offseason. They have one. To see how they get better. What do you think that is in the draft? John Collins. John Collins, yeah, John Def. Collins okay. Def. We've seen the Hawks make this Eastern Conference Finals run, go to six with the Milwaukee Bucks, even with Trey Young injured. How bright do you think the Atlanta Hawks' future really is? Your squad, bro. They have a big decision to make whether they're going to bring back John Collins or match whatever contract he gets. We'll see what he's going to get out there, what offers he's going to get out there. But also, they're young players. I mean, you got Onyeka, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Trey Young, and... Herder. You, Kevin Herder. Kayvon. And I know you are very high on Cam Reddish. So I'll let you go first, Riff. Let me know what the Hawks need to do and give me your take on what do you ex- what you expect Cam Reddish to be next season. Oh, well, for starters, congratulations to Atlanta for making the Easter Conference Finals. You know, you played your heart out. So shout out to you guys. Even though I did pick the Bucks, I still love you guys, Atlanta. Now, for this team, it's, you know, you got, you got your sort of, Start off, obviously, a franchise, when they're rebuilding and they're going through the process, the first thing is to find gems and find a superstar. You find Trey Young. You got Trey Young. He's your superstar for the future. He's your guy, playmaking point guard. What he showed in this playoff run is that he shines bright when the lights are on him so far. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what he's shown. He's shown he can carry his team. He can be that leader. And he has big moments that he can do. We've seen it against New York in the Garden, one of the hardest places to play at, especially on the road in the playoff game. He shut it down. Came so crazy. Yeah, so he, he's he's phenomenal. You figured out DeAndre Hunter. He's a he's gonna be a really, really good potential all star and a two way player. You know, he locks down on the defensive end, he can shoot the ball, and he's starting to get more creation in his offense. So that's a really good step. He's twenty three years old. Kevin Herter, the Red Robin, you know, he picked it up in the playoffs. You know, he's a sharp shooter. He can, he's also starting to show that he can create his own. John Collins, he started to pick it up. So you have a lot of young guys who can create their own shot. They're still on rookie deals, you know, so that you still have an opportunity to figure out what's in store. Plus, you have veterans on deals that you can possibly move or they'll possibly be done by the time these rookie contracts are up. Because I believe Danilo's on a now a three-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Danilo. Yeah, he's probably sorry. on a two-year. I think he's more on a two-year, yeah. Uh, Clinton's on like a two-, three-year deal. So, you know, those guys are good complementary pieces <laughs> to put your team with. Bogdanovich was also really, really good for them. He's he's definitely good. And he had a shaky postseason, too. He was hurt, but yeah, he's, he's, still were winning. He's in, it's funny. It's like Atlanta has good problems. You know, they have definitely. too many good players, you know. So it's it's definitely always a good it's good it's good problems to have too many good players and to figure out you got your coach who seems to gel with this group of guys. You have you don't have to rush anything. You have young players. The East is gonna be there, you know. You have a team that can compete. With any team, they may not beat Brooklyn. They may not beat, you know, or they beat Philly. They may not beat Milwaukee again, but they will compete on a given night in a playoff series. So that's something you always see, and you could just continue to improve. For Cam Reddish, you know, you saw him not play for six, seven months with a Achilles soreness. You saw him, they threw him in the lineup after Atlanta Twitter was fiending for him to get in over Solomon Hill. They were sick of Solomon Hill. He gets in, you know, he plays phenomenal defense. The next game, they get blown out. Game six, he comes in and erupts for 21 points. I think he missed like one three, and he was just playing great defense, getting, keeping his team in the game with high energy. And you saw the flashes of what you thought you were getting in Cam Reddish, a guy who can create and who can play on the defensive end, and that's what you 
One is when you pick Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter, two guys that complement Trey Young on offense and also complementing on defensive end where he can't play D. Those two guys will pick up your best guard, pick up your best forward. And I think that's what they envisioned. And Cam Reddish showed a little bit of that in three games. It's still a small sample size. He's still very inconsistent, and he still has to get back in game shape. But so far, so good. And like you said, you don't have to rush the process because you have Bogdanovich, who is a sniper and who can create his own shot. You have the Red Robin and Kevin Hurdle, who can create his own shot. I think bringing John Collins back would be the best thing because he is young. Me too. And him and Trey Young have good chemistry together, and he's a really good player that can still get better. But I like Atlanta's future, and I think they have. I think they'll be the a top four team in about a year or two. In two, the NBA, yeah, no, in the East. Well, they're they're NBA basically is, a top tough. four this year. Ah, they're not. Top they're four. basically top no, four this they year. Weren't top four. They were five. Fully healthy. You got to stop. No. Yeah, fully, fully healthy. Lakers, Nets, Clippers. He said the East. Bucks. No, you said NBA top five. You top said four NBA. I asked you NBA, and then you said I no, said the East. Top exactly. East. You don't think that they're already that? Healthy Nets, Milwaukee. Oh, you could say that. I mean. Do you? Uh, you could say that. You could say that, right? You, I think so. Why not? Definitely. I thought you meant NBA in general. Oh, I don't think no. so. I don't okay. think so. Like top, 10, not yet, at least. Maybe. But if you keep this core together, we'll see how it goes. So the future of the Hawks, it couldn't be brighter. Truthfully, you have. I like how you started with that. <laughs> uh, you look at this roster and how it's constructed. Constructed, excuse me. It is perfectly built to compete for a championship for years to come. You look at how they started it. They had John Collins, drafted Trey Young. You, before, did they get Trey Young? It was Young? Collins first, then Young. Yo, no, that's not what I was going to ask. I was going to ask about Capella. Did they get Capella after Trey, they Trey got Young? Cap- they got Capella after Trey Young's season. Okay. After Trey Young's second season. They okay. got him, him, mid- mid- him midway, but he yeah. didn't play. So they bring in Capella. They bring in Bo- uh, uh, Bogey this this offseason. I'm pretty sure uh, Horder was, uh, was a draft pick of theirs as well. It's, I think Horder came in with Trey. Yeah, he did. And Cam Carter. and DeAndre Hunter came in together. So just the way that they're built and the way that the NBA is headed towards, I feel like it's the perfect storm of what you want out of an NBA team right now. And they're, they took a look at the Warriors' blueprint of how they drafted that team and how they put it together, and they said, you know what, we're going to do our absolute best to try and imitate this the best we can. And I'm not I'm not trying to compare the players. I'm just solely trying to compare. The process. Correct. And I feel as if... They couldn't have done a better job. You have Trey Young, who's going to be on this roster for God knows how many years. At, at least he's going to be there the the six to seven that you have to be uh, as a as your rookie deal. Bogdanovich, he needs to stay healthy because that Trey Young Bogdanovich hoarder shooting combination is absolutely nasty. Then you look at John Collins, who has a potential to be a, a true a true star in this league. I believe at least. Uh, his, I thought you were going to say superstar. Bro. No, no, because we had that conversation last time. Trey Young's the superstar. John Collins is a potential star in the making. Last season, he averaged 21, took a dip in points this season, 17.6, but they realized we need to let Trey do Trey. And they yeah, I ha- hope so. Ex- oh, not over I'm, John I'm, Collins. Oh, no, I, I mean, agree. Not, but not John Collins over no, him. No, no, I no doubt. No doubt. Decision. No doubt. Uh, but then you bring in Bogdanovich, it's going to take less attempts from Collins, but you can't forget about Collins and what he means to the offense too. We see him clean up on the glass. We see what he his presence is down low, not being a bigger type dude in size like a 6'10 Giannis or, or a Ben Simmons. He's He is a 6'7", 6'8", dude that can just get up there and, and, and play bully ball down low too. Uh, 
I just think hearing the comments that he made earlier in the season would concern me, saying that he doesn't like the way that the offense is run around Trey Young and they feel like that's not winning basketball. But I'm glad that he stuck out this season. He gave 100% effort, and he saw that, you know what, we can win with Trey Young running this offense. And that that's what the only thing that might worry me in sense of him resigning with the Hawks. But if I'm the Hawks, you need John Collins because that that presence down low that can also extend beyond the three point range is is essential. He's a forty a forty percent three point shooter for his career. He's solid. You have guys like Danilo who can knock down the three two, who who are good with the ball in their hands. Clint Capella, you guys mentioned he's not the best defender in the world, but he's a really good shot blocker. And that if I'm thinking of the Warriors, they had Kevon Looney hold that that role, and and Clint Capella is a better Kevon Looney in my opinion at least. And, and so I'm just looking at how the Warriors did it, and I'm seeing how the Hawks are doing it right now, and I see a lot of similarities. So the future is really bright for Atlanta, and I really like the the, the trajectory of where they're at. I'm, I'm smiling so much because I've never seen somebody talk about John Collins the way you're talking about John Collins. <laughs> John Collins is really good. I mean, I'll say this. Before, hold on, because you just bashed John Collins, and I was still talking. So <laughs> aside from his first year, 19.5 points. I know what the stats are. But then why are you disrespecting him? And he just made the ECF. Trey Young led them that far. Okay, you obviously, yeah. but it's not like he's bad. The way John, you John Collins look, isn't look, bad. I'll I'm say realize, this. I, think I ain't you. like how you downplay John, Looney. John Collins like. isn't bad. But Capella or Looney. I'm not disrespecting Looney. It's oh. Capella's better. Why would I compare? Look, I'll say this. They're both centers. John Collins is not bad. He's really good. <laughs> Do I see multiple time all star in his future? Absolutely not. I don't. Okay. Oh Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I think when you talk about the Atlanta Hawks and players' ceilings mm-hmm. and peaks, it goes Trey, Cam, Hunter. Yeah. John Collins isn't even top three. If that I'm, is cap. He's not. That's he's cap. If, 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 I'm That's at, cap. if I'm Atlanta, John Collins, you can go. That's a it, horrible opinion. It, That's a, no, it's horrible. Not. A team, That's horrible. Because a team is going to overpay the hell out of John Collins and he's not going to produce that much Bro, because Trey makes honest, the game so much easier. I agree, but it's not I'm, like he wasn't doing it beforehand. If I'm with Trey. He no, was. he wasn't. He was before Trey. He was playing very well. Before Trey, he had a good season. I told you a good before you year. said you know the stats. It's 19.5, Yo, 21.6. Wait, wait, wait. I'm John just Collins, saying he's really good. John Collins has been in the league for three years. Four years. He was a year Four before years? Trey. Four years, yes. Second season, John Collins averaged what? How many years has this is this is this is Trey Young's third? So third. John's fourth. John Collins' second year was Trey Young's first. first. Yes. That's when John Collins took off in the stats. You know what? You have a point. Yes. Fair enough. I know <laughs> because John Collins benefited from Trey Young, as everybody will. Mm-hmm. If I'm Atlanta, I'm really banking on Cam Reddish taking a huge step next season because to this point he has been disappointed, disappointing. But I think that's more due to Lloyd Pierce. Nate McMillan is going to instill that confidence and really get him going. Next year's Atlanta Hawks starting lineup should be Trey, Bogey, Cam, Hunter, and Capella. Hunter can play the four. We know how great the small ball lineup works in modern NBA. And I don't even think DeAndre Hunter, in this NBA at least, he can he's a he, he would be a four. great four. Yeah. You got Hunter and Cam are better defenders than John Collins. So now you have yeah. defenders of Cam, so you're Hunter, taking, you said and you're taking Capella. Cam over Collins defensively. Okay, easily. I'm not saying defensively. I'm saying as an overall player right now, no, you he want said Cam. Peak. He said peak. You want Cam over Collins. I'm expecting Cam to take to take a big jump next season. 
with been Dave waiting McMillan on that for how long now? Just two seasons. Not and even he, two. He didn't and, play this year. And he's been hurt the, most of the season. Don't, don't do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, continue. I'm, continue. And hey, that's why I think John good. Collins, you already paying Danilo, Bogey, Capella. Trey Young is coming up. Atlanta right now has a really good core that is going to be attractive to a lot of big-time free agents. You can't afford to pay John Collins big-time money and lose out on potential free agent classes where you can bring a star player to Atlanta and, and, and pair up with Trey Young. So I wouldn't get John Collins, but I'll, I wouldn't re-sign John Collins if, if a team gives him an offer that is great. And I think a team will because they're going to fall in love with the stats <laughs> just like you drooled over. Just <laughs> I mean, I watch the games. I see what he does. I know, but I'm just saying, John Collins, at regular season watching him throughout the year, I didn't see as much as I saw in the playoffs. And in the playoffs, everything. So, which is all that matters. It, no, I'm gonna tell I don't you, think so. I, I watch Atlanta games very, 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 you know, because Cam plays. I don't know what you're talking about with John. I didn't. I don't what do you see. Mean? I don't see what you're so fascinated about. He's, what, what? So then, what do you I think see in that the, doesn't in the fascinate you? In the playoffs, the, I, I said that he well. could be a potential star. He could be a potential star. No, I think he's he he's he going to one. be. A, I think he's going I'm to be a really good player. Star. Like you can be like it's like we've seen players in this league not be all stars and be amazing. Devin well, Booker, could he, be, he didn't make the original all star lineup. Drew, he's let me a ask star. you this. Drew, let me ask you this. Could he be? As good to the Hawks to what CJ is to Portland. And CJ's not an all-star. I think so. I think second so. best player. And he was, and, and, was, who, and was, he, who was their second best player this season? CJ. No, no, we're talking about Atlanta. Talking oh, I'm, about Atlanta. So, I'm so sorry. Who's their second best player? I think Hunter. Any, uh, I think Hunter. All right, right now in the, in the playoffs, because they played an entire playoffs without Hunter. Who is Bogey. their second best player? That's Cap. He played like trash. Did he did Sometimes not play he well. Did. He did not he play well with the knee I'll injury. Give, I'll give you Collins. Collins but, what, thank you. Okay, Collins was the most consistent that's, But I'm just that's saying. All that you're I'm just saying. For in a if, player. But if what's a player, their ceiling, though, if he's their second best player? We've, like, realistically, what's their ceiling if Collins is their second best player? They just made an ECF with him as their second best player. Yeah, but teams are going to get better next year. On, bro. You know we'll that. see. We'll, what do you mean? Are they going to not get better either? I mean, I think it depends on the matchups they face. I think for Atlanta to reach finals peak, their wings have to be their second and third best player. I just want to say this. Atlanta right now, they have one one major hole that I see. The major hole is the backup point guard position. You thought it was going to be Rondo. It wasn't Boy, him. Poop. Lou bad. Williams, he's we know he's a scorer primarily. Chris Dunn was a waste. I, I, yeah, exactly. I think that at the 20th pick in the draft, if this guy is there, he's a lock for Atlanta exactly to draft him. That's Jared Butler. I think Jared Butler would be the perfect Atlanta Hawk. He would. I mean, defensive, he's deep, he's great defensively. He's a really good playmaker. He's a really good shooter. He's mature. He's been in college for a couple years. He can contribute right away. I think he would be the perfect person for Atlanta to target in the draft, and I think he'll be there at pick 20. Maybe they go to Sean Holland and go with scoring. He's more like Lou, yeah. though. So we'll see. But I think, you know, honestly, I really do think Jared Butler would be great for them. Yeah. But like I said, I wouldn't be opposed to them bringing back John Collins if at the right price. What would be the right price in your opinion? 15? Yo, for me, like, like knowing. 15, 16? No, yes. Okay. I'm not paying John Collins over 20. 20 to 30. 20. 20 to 30 range, I'm not paying John Collins that. I, I'm sorry. So like 15, not. 17 yeah. range. And I think with the Hawks right now, their roster, if you have a starting lineup of Trey, 
Bogey, Cam, Hunter, Capella off the bench. That's a you lot have, of spacing. Yeah, off the bench you have Herder, Danilo Gallinari, Jerry Butler, Onyeka is going to make a massive jump, take a massive jump next year. I think they don't need John Collins. I really don't think so. You so know, Malcolm Brogdon makes twenty. Gary got overpaid. Gary Harris makes nineteen. But Ma- Malcolm Brogdon is kind of in the John Collins range, I think. So Indiana had to overpay him. Fred Van Vliet makes twenty one. Yeah, I can't explain that. I'm gonna just be Harrison that, Barnes makes twenty two. Yeah, but that's an over. We know those guys are overpaid. Dallas point overpaid. Is, I've, and and they haven't performed in the playoffs. Uh, if anyone that I named that's performed Fred in the playoffs Fred, is Fred. Fred. Exactly. Malcolm it, Brogdon averaged twenty one and eight in the playoffs last season. And what did they do? I'm I'm just saying, but like, come on, Indiana versus a team that went to the finals. Agreed. Very true there. To be Very fair, true Indiana there. has to overpay players to get them to come to Indiana. That's also true. But you don't think Atlanta's in a similar situation? I don't think they now. I, I agree. I don't think. I Atlanta's think maybe before, but, but right now, I don't think they have to. Now overpay I agree. Anybody. Correct. Atlanta's a perfect hip hop city. I think Atlanta is becoming that big market. Especially with Trey Young there, he's yeah. an attractive person to play with, and amigos. That's no, I'm with you. I'm just saying, Atlanta's cool now. They got no, young look, thug, I'm not, Migos, little baby. Like, agreed, on. agreed. They're I'm definitely saying, on it's the a cool the right destination. Way. And Aaron Gordon, do you think John Collins is better than Aaron Gordon? I do. Offensively, it's not. Absolutely, it's, it, yes. it, it shouldn't be close. Like you should have said yes right away. No, he no, makes eighteen million. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Drew. Twenty twenty one free agency is weak. Would you pay John Collins knowing that in 2022 there's a chance that you can possibly get one of the big stars? Not gonna to come say, play I'm not going to say yes because there's obviously huge names 2022. So why not just but let John, him walk? But John Collins right now is... Is he not right now going into this offseason one of the better free agents uh, that, that is available? Excuse me? All right, top three, top four. But this, I mean, that's a, that should show how weak so, the class so is. Wait, wait, wait. If we're, if we're including player options... No, wasn't no strictly wasn't unrestricted. Strictly unrestricted. I mean, he's a restricted free agent. I was strictly guys. No, nah, I wasn't counting player options. I, I mean, Kawhi, Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley. That's what I, I think in front of him. Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley are better. DeRozan, DeRozan oh, is better. That's about it. I think Lonzo value wise, I would. Yeah, you're saying DeRozan. Yeah. You'd rather have DeRozan on your team right now than Collins. He's better than Collins. I'm, I'm not. Saying I'm not saying Collins. he's not better. I'm just saying if you want to sign okay, a, but a who contract, would I rather who's better? Exactly. Who would you rather? Questions. Who would you rather? Oh, John Collins. Who's okay. better? But DeRozan. John Collins. I'm saying this right now. John Collins is that free agent that a lot of teams are putting a star next to and saying we can't pay him this. That that's just my just idea. Some, I just named a few players. A team will overpay him. And we'll I don't see, think Atlanta's going to match. We've seen Joe Harris get paid 18 mil. So, and Davis Bertrand get paid about 18 mil. And it's like the fact, and back. he's done it. He's done it for a few seasons in the regular season, but now he's done it when it matters in the playoffs. And you're saying that he's not going to get 20 million? I don't think he should get 20 million. 20 million? I just named you players who've got 20 million. Oh, I mean, yeah. You named me overpaid. But my point exactly. But the but and I'm this say, guy's and I'm better. Say, and I'm saying he's. We're just saying get, if we ran an organization, we're we not giving pay, John yeah, Collins that. I'm not saying he's not gonna and get. And you named us. You named us Brogdon, Van Vliet, and I forgot who else. Oh, oh, Harrison, Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Is Those 22. are all guys I wouldn't pay them twenty yeah, million either. Agreed. I, to, I I would not pay Fred Van Vliet. Are any of those guys second mil. best players on championship contending teams? Well, Van Vliet was. Well, no, 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 he was like fourth. the sixth man. Six. Oh wait, the sixth man on the squad. He was the fourth man. Siakam. Lowry, Kawhi. You know what? That's true. Van Vliet had moments. I apologize. And Brogdon but Van Vliet was huge in that championship. He was, run. but yeah. let's not act no, like we're going to pay him I'm, that much because I'm of that. I'm with you, but they did pay him that much because, because of that. They, because they need a successor after Kyle Lowry. That's why they really did it. Okay. You know, but Atlanta has players Atlanta that is can a fill main, in that It's a, it's a big, attractive role. city. Who, so who could fill in Collins' role? DeAndre Hunter. Athletically? 
He's a better defender, and he's stronger than John Collins. He's definitely a better defender. He's definitely a better defender. He's a better shooter, too. John Collins is not a bad... I didn't say he can shoot. I'm just saying DeAndre Hunter is a better shooter. That's all I'm saying. You you got three guys out there that can shoot, bogey cam, Hunter, and two guys that can play defense. It's just that you guys are putting a lot of stock in Cam, and I'm not hating on Cam. I think he definitely has a chance to be a good That's player. That's why you draft He's him. He's just inconsistent. And it's like, I've seen it in Collins. He's very consistent. So I would rather the consistent player over someone who, you know what, he could hit six threes in a game. I mean, if anything, if anything, Gallinari just plays a four. That is true. And then, then you then have you lose the athleticism, and they like is that what you, you really you want? You gain more offense with Gallinari, not necessarily. I mean, you could space the floor a little bit more, but then you lose the inside game too. That's why Collins is so good. He has the inside game, and he can pull it out and shoot the ball too. I don't think the inside game really matters when Atlanta Hawks' offense is predicated around so, high. Wait, do rules. you expect them to shoot sixty threes yes. a game? I mean, yes. that's Something what I, that's stupid. what I, the formula in the NBA to win is. Doing exactly that. And they have shooters. That's how the Jazz got the first seed this past season. I should have said a number more egregious. (laughs) Like, way more egregious. But, like, my point being is you you can't just be that one-dimensional. It's not like... That's how Lotus they won. But they weren't one-dimensional. They could score. It's not like Curry was strictly... And I'm not saying that Trey can't drive to the basket either. But but Clay could drive to the basket, too. KD could drive to the basket. Well, I'm talking about Golden State without The drafted ones. They were also... They also played defense at a very, very high level. And that's where Atlanta. That's why I can't compare the two. Doesn't make their defense better. It's not. But you're you're talking like his defense is bad. It's not. No, it's not. It's not bad. But it doesn't make it. But his but his offense is still good enough, and his athleticism is so high. No, but you talk. The original point was that you talked about an inside game, but I don't think that matters because I think an inside game is just taken away from Trey's game. That's the reality. But I feel like you just don't want to be so one dimensional Mm. in that sense. You understand what I'm trying to say? I I feel. Like, I get what you're saying. You want to, you want I'd, inside I'd outside. Rather game. That, I don't think that's the, the way they the way they uh, mm-hmm. play their offense. That's, but what I saw from them this postseason was a little bit of both, and that's why they were having success. This is the thing, though, and this is why obviously we all love the playoffs for sure, and they are the best gauge for a lot of people to really view these teams. And I would say the playoffs are where a lot of people watch the majority of their NBA games. And that's why when you watch the playoffs and you just take away from you take away what you saw from the playoffs, you miss a lot of the extra stuff. And I think a lot of the extra stuff matters in, in terms of John Collins. People forget so, you so have that, to make the playoffs. And my here to, to counteract that playoff Rondo. It's like we look at him in the regular season, you're not intrigued at all. Okay, and that's yeah. what people well, overpay. But, but are him. you gonna pay overpay playoff Rondo? Are you gonna they overpay did. that's the point. And but are you backfired. gonna overpay Rondo but, because of the playoffs? No, you're not. They they oh, did. Might. They did. Tyler Hero was a perfect example. People overrated the hell out of him because of the playoffs. I'm with you. I'm with you. They call him like the next Dwayne Wade, bro. <laughs> like that. I mean, I don't know who you were listening to there. Who said Twitter? That. Is, it was on Twitter next everywhere. Dwayne Wade is My point was, you brought up Rondo. Rondo got overpaid because of that LA run. Correct. And it ended up backfiring in that team. And they had to trade him. I'm saying you have to make the playoffs first. Regular season does matter to a point. And if you watch the regular season, then you you can figure out what this player is like. Obviously, playoff guys can come out of this shell in the playoffs and have no a doubt. run. You know, it's seven games. They can have a magnificent run, but that doesn't mean you overhype the guy or overpay the guy. I'm not saying John Collins exactly. isn't worth money. I, yeah. I think he's a cool 15 to 17 mil, but I don't think 20 mil should be in Atlanta. Should pay I, 20 mil 
15 to 17, bro. I'm looking at bro. the players getting 15, 17. But, but wait, wait, wait. A lot wait, of those are overpaid. But before though. you bring Not up the, even. But Drew, Drew. It's like Clint Capella is getting 16. Houston like had, to, Houston had to pay him. That's why Collins he got that money. It's like a no-brainer. I'm taking John Collins What I What Capella. I pay Capella 16 million, I guarantee you Atlanta doesn't do that. Again, they're not going to give Capella an extension because they, they have just gave Gallo 20. You yeah, think that was give, also dumb. It's like you think they're going to do it again and give John 20? Who's who's better? Collins or, or Gallo? It's not about who's better. It's about thinking out. It's about being smart. Look at their team. They don't need to pay John it's, 20. It's not like it's not like Danilo meant more to the Hawks this season than Collins. He was in a start. But bringing him in Brought that veteranship, that leadership Correct. for them. They too. needed to bring Very true. They, they needed to bring guys like that, and they had to make to make that pay. They were one of the teams in the offseason that had to overpay a so couple. Now guys. in overpaying, for now that they've got to the success that they're at, now they don't need to overpay anybody because they're an attractive spot now. So now this is what you're telling me: in in them overpaying for Gallo, they now screwed themselves out of John Collins. Not necessarily because they can overpay him if they want. I just don't think they're gonna do it. They know his worth better than we do. I just, I, I honestly like believe anything, they will. Okay, we will see what happens. I just, if I was one of an organization, I wouldn't do it. Travis and, ain't doing that, man. And me being a Knicks fan, oh before the season, there were talks of us maybe going after John Collins. I didn't want that because I know John Collins. You guys are is not. Is RJ, not so. I don't think we should overpay him. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. You're gonna overpay like, RJ. Like for I'm example, can John Collins be as good as Julius Randle? <sighs> Julius Randle's career high before this season was what? No, I'm just asking I'm, I'm a question. I'm asking you a question. It's his question. He asked you a question. I mean, it's a yes or no question. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not trying repeat, to go over the repeat stats. Repeat the question. You want him See, to repeat the, the stats, question? It's like answer his question. I, I believe, he was successful. I, I know the stats. I just don't want to keep going over the stats. He wants to go eye test. Eye test for One, eye test. Okay. All right. You're Julius Randle as the best player on the team led the Knicks to the playoffs. Okay. And got smoked Can out. Can John Collins do that? Yes. <laughs> Because it's not like yes. Julius Randle really did anything come 25, time 10, and 5. Way. You think John can do that? Were, he averaged 21.6 already. I've seen him average 21.6. They sucked And he that wasn't year. even the guy. They sucked that year. He wasn't even the guy. Okay, he wait, so, okay. 21.6. Hold on, Joe. Wait. John Collins plugs in to the Knicks. They were one the they are one of the best defensive teams in the league. Granted, Julius Randle plays Ju- very yes. good defense. Julius Randle's defense a, is better than But offensively, than they were one of the worst. And Julius had to carry that offense to the exactly. playoffs. Exactly. And he's wait, wait, a wait, better wait, wait, offensive wait, wait, wait. player than Randle Wait, 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 wait. Julius had to be one of the best no, playmakers. He's no, he's not. Hold on, Joel. Yes, he is. No, hold on, hold on, Joel. Hold on, Joel. Hold on. <laughs> Julius had to be one of the best playmakers. He had to be one of the best yes, offensive I initiators. I understand You think John, this. who's... Game, I've watched him in college, whose game is really a power forwards game. Julius is more Julius of a hybrid. Not, he's more of a hybrid. He's he's more of a hybrid. That's why he brings the ball up sometimes. Well, John because who it. else is really going to take up the ball on that court? If you can't do it, you can't do it. John can't do it. It's just, John debatable. can't do it. Debatable. <laughs> John can't. You think John, John can do Collins that? Is the question, pick who's a better shooter, John, John Collins or Julius Randle? I'll take Like, why are we hesitating? Because it's not why easy. Spot up, John Collins off the dribble, Julius Randle. Thank you. Julius takes better. He's a better shot taker. Not, no, like, sorry. I saw he's, it he against the Hawks. Shots. I saw it against the That's Hawks. That's the thing I'm saying, Julius, though. Like, but you, you, like, gauged, you gauged Randle's entire value off the series, bro. But, bro, he put up 25, 10, and when 5. When it matters Only most, Larry Bird has done that. Larry he freaking was, he was, Bird. I'm not saying Julius Randle didn't have a John time do that? Scene. 25, 10, like, honestly, you think John does? John is not the ball handler Julius is. He's not even their number one two scorer. John is not the... On last season, John Collins averaged 21.6 and 10 rebounds. You're asking me if he could do 25 and 10. He could. 
25 and, and 10? Being the number one option? He could. Being the number one option? Yes. On a, on a team that has no other options? Because, yeah, bro, what happened when he needed to be the number one option in the playoffs? He couldn't do it because he had no help. It doesn't matter. In the regular season, bro, you're John asking Collins me if he could wasn't do this. even the second yes. option on his team. When? This year. Who's the second option? It was Trey Bogey. Bogey. Yes, the shooter was the he second option. He averaged 17.6. Wait, is, yeah, is John Bogey Collins. He did, less. but he wasn't the second option. Is John option. Collins the passer Randall is? No. Not even close. No. Not even he, close. He's not, he's not the contested shot maker. No. He's not the mid-range shooter. You're asking me list. if he could average 25 and 10. I think so. Do I think he's a better passer than, than Julius Randle? Randle no. averaged 25, 10, and you 6. Have to, you have to add that I'm into it. Like he's, he was their, one of their yes, playmakers, He was too. very good. He was he literally was definitely, our, our And he, he has to play defense on the under I, end at a Tom I, Thibodeau I, level. Agreed. Agreed. But you're saying that Collins wouldn't give all... Um, like, it's not like... We've already established he's not a bad defender. He's not. He's undersized at his position. Randall's he's a 6'10". bigger dude. He's, he's he's tall. He's six ten. He's six nine. I mean, the it's same not height. 6'10". I mean, out of Julie, college, he was measured six ten. With shoes on, he's six ten. Okay, they're the same height. Regardless of that point, is he's he's more. Randall, he's so much bigger, and he's more. In my opinion, he's a little bit more athletic than Julius Randall is. Yeah. Julius Randall is the body. That's why he's he's as dominant as he is. His passing is what separates the two. I just think you're asking. You're, I think his tough shot making is also what separates. The but two. I think Colin Collins also can make some tough shots. I think it's easy to say he's that. All with he's Trae got is all he's guard. gotten is good looks in Atlanta. Yo, That's all he's your got. Stock it. into John is crazy. I'm, I guess so because the way that you guys keep drilling me with questions, do, I'm gonna. Do you keep want to go to the Lakers? If he came to the Lakers, that'd be lit. Bro. <laughs> I knew it. What's wrong with that? Yeah. It's like if Kyle Lowry came to the Lakers, I'd be lit. If Russell just, Westbrook came to the Lakers, I'd be lit. I don't lit. see. You know, John Collins is a good player. I really liked him at Wake Forest. He was cool. You know, Demon Deacons. It's not like I'm saying he's a Dope. superstar Hall of Famer. I don't think I, either I, of them are superstar I, Hall of all Famers. All I'm saying is, but I just he, think, uh, my initial point with John Collins was potential star. No, you're right. You didn't say he's a superstar Hall of Famer. You said he's second team All NBA. Which is what Julius Randle was this past season. Well, you, talk, talk, yeah. talk to him. All right, talk you got me there. Yeah, you got me him. there. But then I just think trade makes everybody's job a lot easier. You're forgetting that Julius Randle had no Trey Young. He had no Bogey. He had no Clint Capella for his career for life. Well, no, he had Miritic in that team. Wait, come on. We're talking about point guard. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Holiday was on his team. Ah, it's not Trey Young. He's yeah, a scoring guard. He's, he's a scoring guard. He's a scoring no, he's guard. Not, he's not Trey. Yeah, he's not, <laughs> obviously, he's not. Tra- he's like, not a. He's a no. No. He's a scoring guard. But he's not, but he's not even close to the playmaker though. Yeah, not in, like not, not even close. close. I'm saying like he doesn't have all that. He was stuck with Alfred Payton. He's no offense, RJ Barrett, Reggie Bullock, who only shoots when he's open. You know, Nerlens Noel. Like, look at the spacing. He definitely played out of his mind. I'm not taking anything away from him. And they him. went to the playoffs. But you guys are talking. They were fourth. They were higher than yes, the Hawks. Not were. saying they're better. Yes, they were they higher than the scraped. Hawks. Oh, no, I knew they were. But they were higher than the Hawks. They were yeah. a fourth seed team. I'm, I'm and they had you. one scoring. They were they had one scoring option. Atlanta has about four or five. Mm-hmm. And in a regular season where people take it easy. You have to, well, you have you to make the playoffs. Yours. We've seen a John Collins best player on the Atlanta-led team. And I don't think he was the best player on the team. Rookie year, you were just talking about how rookie <laughs> year doesn't matter. Easy. Jesus. Uh, he wasn't even the best easy. player there, though. I don't think so. He wasn't. What do you guys won like 25 games? 26? Which one are you talking about? His you, rookie year? You guys? Aren't you the Hawks fan? Well, you're you're a John Collins guy. So I guess me and him, right? We've been but going on this topic year. for way too long. He loves John Collins, John Collins. Not, you guys on. kept saying, do you think John Collins is this? Do you think John Collins is that? I'm going to keep answering the questions. Fans started trolling uh, Giannis at the fr- uh, free throw line. Right? Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah, we're going to move on to the next uh, subject matter in this episode, NFL. And we're already two hours in. It's been a, I think that 20-minute fast food conversation that turned us on our path. Oh. And that but, guy also said, I wish it was longer. Hey. 
Yeah. You go. You want it longer. We're talking about we're talking about John Collins for thirty so, minutes. <laughs> That's on y'all. That is on y'all. Now, no, because you were hyping him up in your Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Not even. Line. I said he was a potential star. You guys dragged Hawks it. Going to love you. Hey, I hope so. Okay, so NFL best available casuals. free agents. I want you to, guys to name a few of the NFL best available free agents. Uh, for me, I think I mean the ones that come to mind are Richard Sherman and David DeCastro, but. What's surprising to me is that Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley are free agents. Both guys that were at the, at the top of the running back world just a couple seasons ago have totally vanished from humanity yeah. in the NFL world. Pretty sad, but Richard Sherman, I think Raiders would be a good fit. He said he wanted he doesn't mind the Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks. If he were if he were to go to the Seahawks, that would be amazing. Cowboys, I would love him on the Jets. That'd be he cool. needs some That'd be awesome. veteran cornerback. Is, is there a reason leadership. why he hasn't been signed yet? Probably just wants money. No one, Richard Sherman is probably best fit plus money. You know, no one. He's a he's a uh, meticulous guy. Okay, okay. He wants okay. to go to very the team well, with the best fit. Very good choice of words. So, so I'll say, you know, I think uh, those I think are we my, all are gonna have the same. So yeah, mine, I have Stephen Nelson. Surprised really you good. didn't mention he's him. Really I feel like Dallas would be a really good spot just because they really didn't do too much to help their secondary. They got Keanu Neal, but he's been injury prone in the past, so I'm not too trusting on him. You laughing at me for <laughs> man? I'm just this John Collins thing was funny, bro. It was funny, and you know what? I'm probably gonna get bashed for saying that Julius Randle stuff, but you know what? It's not like Julius Randle did too much come playoff time when they really. Well, he made all NBA second team, and AD and, made nothing. And, so okay. I mean, I don't think you'll get bashed because this won't get clipped. We'll, I'm only gonna clip the part that we talk a little bit about Atlanta. Really? Clip yeah. the whole thing. We talked about the Hawks the if entire we clip, time. If we clip the whole thing, it's going to be like a 25-minute That's segment. a fact. We did talk yeah. a lot. So I, I usually like to keep the clips like below 15. Uh-huh. If like enough. I need to get everything in there, I'll, I'll do the whole thing. But Fair like enough. if it's like I think a bunch yeah, of the John Collins conversation was just like a blur. So I hope I hope the full podcast listeners comment on it and, and let me know if I'm crazy or not. Let me so let me ask you a question, uh, Joel, because you said you would love Sherman to the Jets. You think that would be a solid fit? You know, you're the football guru here. Yeah, I mean, our coach is Robert Sala. We're, we're going to run the same scheme that he um, played in in San Francisco. And you need that defensive leadership. Right. And especially when Mosley's been out and he really quit on them last season by sitting out too. I understand. I wouldn't say that. He kind of quit on him. He had a daughter. You guys still had... And then I apologize. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I thought the same thing, bro. That's why... Wait, 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 wait. So because he had a daughter, he stopped working? No, no, no. His his daughter must have had pre-existing conditions. That's like um, Damian Williams on the Chiefs. He sat out because his family also had... Got it. Just had to make... And you guys still have Brian Poole. No, he's gone? Jesus Christ, you guys are garbage. (laughs) He's a free agent, too. Ah. Which is a good free agent. The Castro you mentioned... I feel like he's still a free agent. Well, one, he just got released. And two, I feel like people are... He got released like a month ago. No, no, no. Like, I want to say two weeks, max. I felt like this month... It felt like a month ago. But I feel like people are worried about that ankle. And like, I'm the Broncos. I want us to go after him. But I just feel like that ankle injury is going to weigh too heavily on on their minds, especially because of how good he is. I feel like he... The money is going to be an issue, and he's going to have to take less. So, with that being said, I have Russell Okung as one of my top free agents. Russell Okung, yeah. Yep. And then I have Melvin Ingram. And I feel like Melvin Ingram would be a solid pickup for any team because I feel like you're going to get him at a discount, and he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder because the Chargers basically said, you know what, Let's we're going to ride with Joey Bosa and put whoever on the opposite side, and they're going to have success. True. Very true. They just drafted him, or was that last season? He was a rookie two seasons ago, I think. Okay. So regardless of that fact, it's not like Melvin Ingram is a scrub by any means. And you look at 
I, I don't want I don't I don't want to say the Jets because I feel like you guys your money situation. We could you could put it you could but I'm saying you you could put it elsewhere and I feel like you don't desperately need de- a, a defensive end. I think we end. need corner. Yeah, we and that's corner. where I feel like Steven Nelson would be a good signing for you guys. I feel like like you mentioned Russell would uh excuse me Sherman would be a really good signing for you guys. If you guys you guys did just sign Moses uh Morgan, Morgan Moses. Morgan Moses. Yeah. And that was a very, Eminem. very great signing. So it's like you don't need Okung, but like you definitely could use a little bit of O-line help. I'm looking at these free agent lists, and it's crazy how we're sitting here in 2021, and Kawan Short and Geno Atkins are not picked up. Mm. These are guys that were at the top of the defensive tackle positions just a, just two seasons ago. Yeah. Geno Atkins was like a 93 NFL, overall. NFL moves so fast, man. Like, And you mentioned Le'Veon and Todd year Gurley. To year. That's yeah. another thing. Todd You're Gurley right. was the just money, Justin the, Houston. The money has agent. to be the thing. Todd Gurley was just at the Super Bowl. Everson Griffin, too. That Todd him. Gurley actually breaks my heart. In my opinion, that's our generations Bo Jackson. Well, that was dumb. Um that's inc- I'm just playing. Come on, bro. <laughs> Todd Gurley is so versatile <laughs> now, he was in that so, football he's, field, he's bro. A beast. He's like a beast. he's unbelievable. Bo Jackson is three times the athlete that Todd Gurley was. I just mean the fact that his body failed him so young into his career. It's a shame we couldn't see him really have a full APS-esque type career. Mm. I mean, he tore his ACL in college. Yeah, and then did he, he really? Yeah, yeah he, he came and, into the league already. Hurt. And then the arthritis just kept sounds like on. Brandon Roy. It, he is. That's what I'm saying. Because Brandon Roy was hurt in college, knees was messed up. Came into the league, knees just died. The guest we're having on on Thursday actually said that Bo Jackson is his favorite, the best athlete of all time. And he said oh, that okay. he did like he did, all time. He, yeah, he's the best athlete ever. And he said that he, that football was a side gig of his, and that ba- <laughs> that baseball was his thing. So it's like obviously I I recognize Bo being all uh, a savage in all sorts of the when it comes to being an athlete. But Todd Gurley, it's just so sad that he, he was versatile. He could catch the ball. He could run the ball better than ninety nine percent of the league. I feel like the only one I would put above him would be Le'Veon when he was in his prime. Other than other than that, what about AP in his prime? I mean, at the time. Oh, sorry. At the time, AP, you have Barry pardon Sanders. In yeah, my pardon, no, pardon. you're good, bro. In my in my opinion, you got Barry Sanders. You got AP right under him. That's a hot take to to some, but I love AP that much. So what's what's the good spots for David DeCastro? Yeah, you, know, you could That's say Cincinnati, question. Minnesota, Barry, the yep. Jets, any team that is guard needy, mm-hmm. pretty much could use David DeCastro. Packers wouldn't be a bad one. Yeah, I mean Packers. I think uh, actually. I was going to say a Nikhil Harry for them. Okay, uh, okay. That's possible, yeah. yeah. Nikhil Harry for them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, these are the best available free agents. I think we named a lot of them. Definitely. I think we can move on to the next subject. With it. Because this is getting played out and boring. Yeah. I'm tired of talking about these free agents. Yeah, I mean, they're boring names. That's the unfortunate part. Yeah, except for, like, Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell, but now they're boring names. Correct. Definitely, two years later after their prime. Yeah, Le'Veon washed. Like, not we haven't. We haven't talked about the Chargers in a while. And oh, the Chargers make up so funny. a majority <laughs> of our fan base. You know, true. Our when we got to a thousand subscribers at first on YouTube, it was because one of our Chargers segments on Justin Herbert blew up, right? So it's only right we put in a Chargers topic here and talk about the Chargers because there are two questions I want to ask, and I know this topic was originally one question. Okay. But I th- I want this to be the second one. Wow. So <laughs> Joe Lombardi, offense coordinator for the Chargers, new offense coordinator for the Chargers. He's predicting a big year for Mike Williams. And he said, I think that there will be some natural production that comes his way because of the nature of the offense. They're going to run a similar system to New Orleans and 
what Sean Payton ran. And Michael Thomas in that system was the X receiver. Joe Lombardi has said Mike Williams will be the X receiver, which means he'll so, probably he's gonna be like the number one so guy Keenan that they go to. Is gonna be like I think he'll be the Sanders, slot. like the slot receiver. I think he'll play more of the slot, or maybe the I think it's the X and Y, right? So he'll probably be the yep. Y. Um okay. Joe Lombardi also said I see a big role for him, and he added this also. If I were a betting man, I'd bet on nice numbers coming from him on the stats sheet. That's for sure. So my first question to you guys is, do you think Mike Williams is going to have a breakout season? Last time he had 1,000 yards receiving was in 2019. He had 1,001, barely cracked it. And also, Justin Herbert had an amazing rookie season. And I've been seeing these takes on the internet lately that are saying that Herbert is going to regress in his second season because his numbers under pressure and how great he was under pressure is unsustainable. So my second question is, do you think Herbert is going to regress in the second season as well? Okay, the first question, I think Mike Williams will have a breakout season. <laughs> do asking two questions. I think, because when, when you look at the system, you look at his size, you know, Mike Williams is a big, big receiver, big hands, he's strong, he can jump with the best of them. I think, you know, I had to last night go dig up some Mike Williams highlights to see what he was really about. He's really a guy who can really jump up and get it. So I think... With Justin Herbert being as elite as he is, putting Mike Williams in a great position to succeed, I definitely think he can do it. He has the ability to do it, just has to stay healthy, stay on the field, and make the catches. As on to the second question, it really depends on what we say is the digression for Justin Herbert. I think if he has an efficient season and he throws less touchdowns, but he throws less interceptions, people are going to look at it as as he digressed. But I think depending on how the season plays out, you know, if they make the playoffs, but his stats aren't as alarming, you know, because rookie year, he put up some amazing record-breaking stats. So it's hard to sometimes replicate that in year two, but it doesn't mean you necessarily digress as a player. So I think, yeah, part, sorry, you my guy, bro. That's why I was talking about the reviews and the big words, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, like, to right to ah, to regress as a player, so I think depend, just looking at the season and the way they the way they go out throughout the season, I think if he just performs as well as he performs and they make the playoffs, I don't think you could say he regressed depending on the numbers. But it, like I said, it all depends and it all varies. But I think I don't think he would because I think he just was just so dominant his rookie year. But he showed that he's literally here to stay. And with the offense being as good as it is and their new offensive coordinator, I think he's going to honestly do – he might do better than what he did last year because he's just that great. So if Mike Williams doesn't break out this year, then when is he? Truthfully. Screaming. I, I mean, this is going to be his fifth year in the NFL. Year one, I wouldn't say uh, – I wouldn't say it counts. I mean, he only started one game, really didn't get that much burn. But year two, played 16, only started five. Year three, played 15, started 15. So year three is when it really... Year three, he actually got his recognition, on at least on the Chargers. And I'm pretty sure Keenan Allen missed some time in, in that year too. But regardless of that fact, has 1,001 yards in, in 2019. In 2020, has almost 400 less yards with a significantly better QB. And do I understand that Keenan Allen is the number one on that squad? Of course I do. But that being said, it's not like Mike Williams was projected to be a bum. He was the number seven overall pick in, in uh, excuse me, I want to say it's 2017. He was supposed to be what DeAndre Hopkins became. He's a Clemson That's guy. A, correct. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, Clemson, wide receiver you. That being said, he's been un, un, underwhelming 
for his career. And I look at a guy like Calvin Ridley, who was taken later in the first round, and he's already surpassed anything that Mike Williams has done in his career. Mike Williams had a, a 10 touchdown season uh, his in 2018, but then had two the following year with when he had over a thousand yards. Then he had five this past season. And you have Herbie, who is the best. I mean, Rivers was amazing, but this is the best QB that he's going to play with for for a long time. And to go to your question about uh, will Her- oh, Herbert regress? Did you call him Herbie? Herbie. A lot of Chargers fans call him really. Herbie. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's lit. Mad funny. That's lit. Uh, Herbie. You mentioned how it's unsustainable to keep up the the numbers that he had that's when under argument. pressure. That's the argument. And then you look at who they picked up. Corey Lindsley, they just got from the Packers. They picked up uh, Matt Fowler uh, from the Steelers. Rashawn Slater in the first round this year. And it's like it's not like they didn't do things to address that line. What they did was protect Herbert so he can actually have time to make throws. And that's going to only benefit his game more. So if anything, it's, it's possible we see an, an increase in his stats. I mean, he had 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. There's no reason he can't throw for 46 and 35. He's only going to get better. If the run game is as effective as I think it could be, I, I would. I think Herbert's stats would be more along the lines of like 4K yards, definitely, but more so like 30, and eight. 30 touchdowns, mm. maybe 7, 8 interceptions. If he's really swinging it, mm-hmm. then maybe one, 36 touchdowns and a little bit more interceptions. One thing I'll say to that, too, is where I agree with that point, Eckler's also a really, really great receiving back yeah, also. exactly. And yep. so it, Herbie has so many different looks is that you lose Hunter Henry, which hurts. But they got Jared Cook. You get Jared Cook. You have Mike Williams, who this the Chargers are actually looking at to be a true number two receiver in that in, on their squad. And it's like if, if Mike Williams doesn't take this leap, you let him go. You have to let him go. Yeah, it's I like agree. you have Godwin, who who has shown out in less time than than Mike Williams. You have Ridley, like I was mentioning, who has significantly outperformed uh, Mike Williams up until this point. And then you have Keenan Allen to the opposite side. And and obviously, Keenan Allen is one of the, the better receivers in the league, one of the more underrated players in the NFL. And it's like, how could you think that he's going to regress when this team's only improved and their one de- uh, their one spot that they they really needed to. So, I, I think it's going to be an interesting year for the Chargers for sure. So in 2019, Mike Williams had a thousand and one yards. The one on is forty nine funny <laughs> forty nine receptions, and he had pretty much twenty yards per reception. In 2020, he had seven hundred fifty six yards and had forty eight receptions. So he had one less reception than in 2019 and had three hundred and fifty fewer yards. Mike Williams, first of all, has to stay healthy consistently because last year he was in and out. He did play 15 games. He only started 11 because he was in and out with injuries, and he was all, he often left games because he was hurt. But you're right. I think this argument that people are making against Herbert regressing is kind of is kind of a uh, is not is kind of ludicrous. I can understand it because of he was so great under pressure. I mean, Justin Herbert had a 99.4 passer rating under pressure, which is phenomenal, which means that, I mean, this guy under pressure was throwing dimes. But he also had a 97.7 quarterback rating when kept clean. So that tells me that when he has a good pocket, he's still great. It's not like he's great under pressure and horrible with a clean pocket. Then there's cause for concern. But he was good with the clean pocket. 
Now he's going to have a cleaner pocket with better offensive linemen. And throwing these passes under pressure were absolute dimes. I mean, you look at Tampa Bay when he was blitzed. They sent the house, and he just floated that one up. Right on I, I forgot to who it was, but he just floated that one up. Yep. We've seen him throw dimes to Jalen Guyton on Monday Night Football against the Saints. He was throwing absolute dimes under pressure. I, if he regresses, I don't think he's going to regress to the level of a Herbert rookie of, of a, sorry, excuse me, not a Herbert, of a Baker rookie year to Baker second year. Right. Okay. That was a true regression. I'm with you there. That's a good I don't good think comparison. I don't think Herbert is going to go from 30 touchdowns, 4,000 yards to 18 touchdowns, 3,000 yards. I don't think that. I think if he regresses, it's going to be like 28 touchdowns, 3,800 yards, which is still a phenomenal quarterback season. Yeah. Lamar Jackson finished with the 97.7 quarterback rating under pressure his first full year as a starter in 2019. In 2020, that rating under pressure dropped to 79.2. Damn. But in 2020, he won MVP. Mm-hmm. Or 20, what is what? 2019. Yeah, okay. Twenty. Mm-hmm. His first full year as a starter, okay, 2019 was MVP season. Talking about Lamar, correct? Yeah, so this past year was his quote-unquote regression and Lamar still had a fantastic season. No doubt. Deshaun Watson led the league in under-pressure passing rating in his first full season as a starter in 2018 at 88.2. That dropped to 76.6 in 2019. Still a good year. Deshaun Watson still had a great year. So even if that number drops for Justin Herbert, he's still going to have a phenomenal year. And the difference between Herbert and Watson is that Watson has always had a horrible offensive line. Correct. He's never been kept clean. Herbert, that's going to change this season. Lamar Jackson has always had a, a great offensive line, but the dip in his numbers can be attributed to that that run-heavy offense. And lack of weapons. Exactly. With Justin Herbert, it's not a problem. He's going to have weapons on the outside and, and Allen Williams. That wide receiver number three is still yet to be seen, but Jared Cook, good tight end, and Austin Eckler, like, he'll be fine. Nikhil he has Larry. weapons and bunches. Yeah, maybe. Nikhil right? Larry. He has he has weapons and bunches. So I don't think Herbert will regress. And now to the first question with Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams can have a breakout year in terms of just having 1K plus yards. I think he'll have a great season, not a breakout year, because I know who Williams is as a receiver. I think he'll have 1K yards if he stays healthy because he's going to be that X receiver and he's going to get a lot of targets. And Justin Herbert likes to throw a lot of jump balls. And last season, I don't know why, but there were a lot of times where the Chargers were in the red zone and they didn't target Mike Williams in the red zone that often. They went to other options like Donald Parham. Mm-hmm. Like they went to the most absurd options when you have a six five guy in Williams. So I think dude. and now there's very few people I will give Mike Williams his credit. There are few people in the NFL better at the jump ball than Mike Williams. Yeah, so when you take that into consideration, I think that Justin Herbert, in the nature of this offense, Mike Williams will have a better year than last year. I think he'll have one K yards. And I don't think Herbert is going to regress how the way that people are trying to make it seem like, yeah, you know, I don't think he's gonna ha- he's gonna he's gonna go from Baker year one to Baker year two. If anything, it's Lamar first few years of starter to Lamar in twenty twenty. It's not gonna be huge. Dude, I'm watching these Herbert highlights. The throws he can make on the run, <coughs> I I've seen maybe Rogers do this, Russ, Mahomes. That's it. These throws are right on the money every time. You really watch highlights. Yeah, I am. Mike Williams just caught a touchdown, ironically. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my God! No, so you this think the Chargers special. make the playoffs? I was just about to ask you that. The hard thing about it is that I just don't trust the defense. PFF ranks them as a twentieth best roster in the NFL. As a as a whole, I completely understand. It's That's a tough division. I kind of right disagree with that, though. It's just that you're. I would I would disagree if I could trust that Derwin's going to play a full seventeen. If you could tell me right now, Derwin will play a full seventeen, they will easily surpass that 20th ranking by far because you need that secondary help, especially with how versatile he is. He could play corner against the number one receiver on, on the other uh, the opposing team, or he could go play okay. safety so and, bearing, and be that killer. So bearing health, sorry, barring health, where you got them? Barring health, they can, they can make a seventh seed. I think that... I th- they're not going to beat Kansas City, I think. No way. No, no way. You know, they're, I think Kansas City is a lot to be the best team in the AFC West. Because of that, I think my my prediction for them is, I think I have them at 11-6 and six or 10-7, and seven, one of those. Okay. But I have them making the playoffs. I think the division is going to be tough this year. Division, the conference is going to be sure, tough. For sure, but that's what I'm saying. Our, our division is very good. Oh, you guys aren't that good. He's a Broncos fan, by the way. They They know. <laughs> they know. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding, obviously. But we're obviously going to talk about the Broncos in a few, so I'll wait. You think? Yeah, I got them making the playoffs. What seed? Same with yours. Seven? What, what seven, did eight. you do that changed that, you know, made you? I had, to, I, I had to just, like, quickly throw in my head who I feel like is better than them. You did it in, like, it's two like seconds. It's like, if, if you want to look at the AFC, Chiefs, yeah. Browns, yeah. Ravens, Bills. Patriots. They could be. They could make the wild card. So yes, I Miami. I, Miami. I like Miami over New New England personally. Um, I like the Chargers over Miami. Hard. This this is where it gets tough. I forgot the Titans. The Colts. I think Titans are are there. Sorry, bro. I'm not going to throw in your Jets. No, you said back. the Jets. <laughs> Sorry, bro. And then Broncos. Broncos. Chargers. I do say all those before the Colts. Then I'm gonna take I'm gonna take, take away your team out. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. You're annoying. Uh, ooh, you're right about that. I though. am. You're right about take that. Take your team out. No, no, no. You're right about the squad <laughs> you named. Definitely not taking the Broncos out. Ooh, it's gonna be. It's, it's it should t- be close. That seven. A, I'm telling. They're oh, gonna fight for the seven. It's gonna get wild in the AFC for bro. real. AFC is a lot better than it has been in previous years. The Jets making it? You said? No, they're not. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm just joking. not the worst <laughs> team in the league though. No, no, no. No, it's hmm. us. Yes. It's 100% us. So, nah, Nikhil Harry. I think we're ranked, are we? Ranked his too? agent just requested the Patriots to trade him because, I mean, if you look at Nikhil Harry's first two years in the league, he's been awful. I mean, his career, like last year, he had 300 yards receiving and he started most of the games. There was a report that came out that said Nikhil Harry is in danger of even making the 53-man roster. Oh, yeah, bro, it's crazy. It's crazy. This is a guy who was drafted in the first round. And let's just throw out some potential trade packages. I don't know if any team is going to trade anything for Nikhil Harry. He might just be released. But what team can benefit from Nikhil Harry being on their roster next season? Can I ask you a serious question? If they just said he might not make a 53-man roster, what team could honestly benefit from him? You trade like a conditional seventh round pick, you probably could get him. I mean, he was good out of college. I think any team that's trading for him is under the assumption that Potential. New England can't develop Correct. receivers. And that's why you take the chance. Do we believe in that, though? 
Yeah. I mean, you look at the track record. But, yeah, you probably do believe it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I, I mean, guess who? because Brady, no, the the issue is that Brady made a lot of these guys. Brady made Welker who he is. Brady made Edelman who he is. But um, Welker was good in Miami. Uh, he wasn't what he was, obviously, yeah, yeah, in yeah, New England. He was not a scrub, though. Did Brady really make Edelman? I would say Edelman? he was I would say, average, I would if go, anything. I would go more like Chris Hogan. Yeah, did, Hogan did Brady really one. make Edelman? No doubt about it, he made Edelman. think so? Because Edelman was a, a practice squad... He was a quarterback. He like he played quarterback in college. And then he worked his way up. You he, think Brady he, got got better to work his there, way up? There's no doubt in my mind. Brady realized that this dude had potential and right. said, "We're gonna work out every single day, and you're gonna be amazing." There's no doubt in my mind that Brady did that. Uh, but you're right. Their wide receiver development has been very poor, very poor. But it's because I mean, if anything, I give credit to Brady with a lot of those. Yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think the receiver development was bad. That's why they went out and got Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. Yep. Both yeah, Hunter mean, Henry and, yeah, and John Smith. Smith. I mean, man, their receiver development has been really bad. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple teams he could go to. First of them is, is the Minnesota Vikings. They need a receiver three. But do you slot Jefferson or Thielen at the slot? I'm not sure because Nikhil can't play the slot. He has to be an outside I receiver. Think Thielen could play the slot and he could. very he could. good at it. Thielen is dumb now. Right now, the Vikings have Chad Beebe, who's their third receiver, and Amir Smith Marset, who just got drafted by them. I'm actually high on Amir Smith Marset, uh, but Nikhil Harry, maybe he can go there. You have the Chargers, but I don't think Nikhil Harry's better than Jalen Guyton or, or Johnson right now. Okay. And the Falcons. They need a two and a three. A team put out this list. Pitts is going to be the two. A mm. team said that Nikhil Harry would be good on the Falcons because Arthur Smith likes to run the ball, and they don't have a good offensive line to run the ball. But Nikhil Harry could be a good run blocker for them, a good body, so that could help them. Okay. The Texans as well, but they have Brandon Cooks, Kiki Kute, Randall Cobb, Nico Collins. So he's going to fight. Yeah, and then you look at the Packers. I'm not sure if he's better than Alan Lazard. No way. No. And and Nikhil Harry, I think if any team does get him, they're hoping he is at least Alan Lazard because they have the same body type. Yep. He should be as good at better or better than Definitely Alan Lazard. Definitely should yeah. be better. He should be better. Definitely should be. So you look at the Packers, um, Devontae Adams, right. Marquez, Mar- uh, Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, Valdez. mm-hmm. and Alan Lazard. Where does Nikhil Harry fit there? Where does he fit anywhere? That's what it sounds like to me. The thing about MVS, I know you're a little bit higher on MVS than I am. I think he's better than Lazard. He might be better than Lazard, but it's because of his speed. If if MVS wasn't fast, he would not he would not be as good. But obviously, that's the part of his game for sure. Is his route running's not as clean. He's a deep ball threat, and that's just what he is. So that's why I'm not too sold on him. I've seen him fold under pressure. He's he's. He's liable to drop a few balls. Yeah, but he, he doesn't he, catch a lot. He of is very good when it comes to being a deep threat. So if I'm looking at teams that I'm interested in, in him going to, I could look at the the Rams. I feel like you lose Josh Reynolds. Uh, I, was it Reynolds? I'm sorry. I think it was Reynolds. Reynolds On went where? to Seattle. Seattle. Josh Reynolds went to Tennessee. So then who? Uh, Gerald Everett. That's who I'm thinking yeah. of. It's 100. percent so I'm looking at the Rams, and I think, you know, they have Cup, they have Woods. They, they, he wouldn't be a bad number three there. Uh, 
there's not many teams. I look at the Eagles. They probably could use some wide receiver help, too. They did just get Devonta Smith. They have a what? young... You don't think you need a wide receiver? You guys need weapons. Jalen Rager, Devontae Smith. Jalen Rager, Devontae Smith. Wait, is Nikhil Harry an upgrade over J.J. Arcega-Whiteside? Yes. You think so? I do think so. Arcega-Whiteside has no business being on a football field. receiver. Arcega. Smith, Fulgham, Rager. Fulgham, that's a good name, and I don't think that Nikhil Harry is better than Fulgham. Is Nikhil better than any of those three? Fulgham, Smith. He's not better than Smith. I don't think so, no. He's not. That's what I'm saying. There's not many teams he could go to. I mean, I said it before this. I said, what's the what's the point of really talking about he'll probably be fighting minutes with, <laughs> What's the point? He'll probably be fighting minutes with John Hightower. I don't even, I don't even know who yeah, that is. Yeah, exactly. My point, it's like, dude, exactly. Nikhil Harry has himself down so bad. Wasn't Cam talking, like, really high of him? Is that him? On I Am Athlete, yeah. he said that. Peter didn't he talk high be- on him. He just said he's young. That's uh, what he really said. He was like, he's young, man. He's young. Uh, nah, he said Nikhil could be like that. Yeah, he said something. Oh, he he said I think Nikhil he was, could be like that. I think that. he's yeah. saying he's like, he like, no, he's the goods. If like, you haven't like seen him. that I Am Athlete episode, 100%. He's you like, he's the goods. They Because they was clowning his receipts. He's like, no, he's the, he's the one. I was like, oh. He's like, no, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they yeah. So, yeah, there's not many teams that I'm interested in. But Cam is going to say that, though, because he's the quarterback no, of the leader you of the team. You wouldn't say your boy's the goods. You'd just be like, he's young. Well, they they said, yo, keep it a stack. Do you have a receiver on that squad that you could really trust? He said that boy Nikhil's good. No boy, he's he capped. Like, he capped. <laughs> nah, you know he what capped. I think it is. I think it's Cam knowing that Nikhil already is having problems with his confidence. Yep, and he has to say something like that to get his confidence going because well, he, he must see something in him. It's like I mean, Jaco- he's six four. Jacoby, Jacoby yeah. Myers outperformed him. It's like yeah. that should not happen at all. And there is Bird, I think. Or and, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. He outperformed him. Boy, That's crazy. Boys doodle. Yeah, no, he's not good. So now on to the last segment of the podcast. We are going to be reacting to PFF's top yes, 10 sir. rosters in yes, the sir. NFL. And just, I'm going to talk about 1 through 10 right now. I'm just going to list them out. All right, cool. One is Tampa Bay. We all agree. Two, Kansas City. Cool. Three, Cleveland. Four, right. Buffalo. Five, okay. Baltimore. Six, Green Bay. Okay. Seven, Los Angeles. Okay. Eight, Dallas Cowboys. Nine, Minnesota. And 10, Denver Broncos. These are the teams that I think were notable snubs. The Colts. That could have a debate. 49ers, the Washington football team, the Tennessee Titans, the Indianapolis Colts, the New Orleans Saints, the Chargers, and the Cardinals. I think the Niners should be in there. Over who? The Cowboys. Fair enough. So which team do you think got snubbed? Which team do you think needs to be replaced? You just mentioned the Cowboys for the 49ers. I I think the Niners are OD. When healthy, I think they're Oh, yeah, I think I personally feel like the 49ers have a top five roster in the NFL. Yep. They do. They're like, and I think besides like having a rookie quarterback, but even then Jimmy G, I think is still good. Like aside from that spot, their roster from top to bottom is top five. Secondary. The they could be a little yeah, bit yeah. better for Verrett the record. Beast. No, Verrett is underrated yeah. as hell for the record. The 49ers. Uh, well, P- I'll just talk about how PFF ranks this. Mm-hmm. PFF just collects their grades on the players. And, and then mix it they together. just they just mix okay. it they just match it. So basically, what they're saying is that this past season, players on the Denver Broncos okay. graded better than players on the 49ers. A lot of the guys were hurt. Okay, exactly. I get it. Okay, so but okay. Th- that's how they do it. So I personally feel like the 49ers are a top five roster in the NFL. I think they have a better roster top to bottom than Baltimore. I think they have a better roster top to bottom than Buffalo. Cleveland is debatable. Uh, but Cleveland really made some great Cleveland's changes this though. past season. 
Tennessee Titans, I see it because the Titans, their defense is still a major question mark, their secondary specifically. So I can see why. Indianapolis, you can make the argument they should be there, but realistically, they have an average secondary. They don't have a number one receiver, right? They don't have a great tight end. Who was 10 again? Denver, Ten baby. Denver. They're going off of Carson Wentz in 2020, which was abysmal. Oh, yeah. We're talking about 2017. The Colts, outside of Darius Leonard, don't have a linebacker. And Okiki, they don't have a linebacker. Um, They just lost Anthony Walker to the Browns. They have a decent defensive line. Yeah, the, they lost to Nico Autry, Is, and they lost Justin Houston. I want your unbiased answer. Okay. I'll try my best. Um, I have two questions. Is Baltimore's roster really better than the Rams? That's yes. debatable. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes off, especially with Matthew Stafford. And I know they're no. probably like Matthew no. Stafford coming I'm in. Sorry. Like I'm gonna 100 percent backtrack. The answer is no. <laughs> the Rams are absolutely loaded. Now on that they all. have a way better One quarterback. Thing that they're that is not talked about is that they lost John Johnson. You know they got Deshaun Jackson, right? He was he didn't he barely beat well, him. Well, that's, that's and that, yeah. and that's okay. With him being the third, no, he's option tough there. though. But he's just Van Jefferson. A they got two two Atwell correct, too. Correct. If he plays, I mean, you so look at their roster. I mean, you, you still Jalen Ramsey, Taylor Rapp, Darius Williams. Wait, who got Deshaun Jackson? The Rams. Rams. Oh my god! Yeah, if yeah. he plays, with it's Maddie Staffy. Yo, he's gonna what, bro? Deshaun. The Rams' weakness is their linebacking core, correct? And that's pretty much it. Like you look at their offensive line: Andrew Whitworth, Rob Harvenstein, oh, safety, Austin Corbett, their center Brian Allen. That could be better. Safeties, yeah, that they is a question help, Especially with the fact that they lost John Johnson to and the Browns. And they lost Brandon Staley. So, that's a fact. You know, that's and, true. And, uh, my second question. I need your unbiased I need your unbiased. I, I will answer. try as hard as I can. Is it, am I bugging for thinking Washington could have a better roster than Denver? So it's funny that you say that because I put Washington over Dallas. I feel like. Yeah, they have a better roster. I don't Dallas. think Dallas should be in there. I, but I don't think Dallas should be Personally, in Personally, if I had to give one quarrel. But I was putting, for Dallas, I had the Niners in. So I'm putting Dallas for, that's fair. I couldn't I couldn't take out two teams. Dallas was the only one. But there was two teams that I would put in over them. It was Washington and it was San Fran. Yeah. So it's, uh, Yeah, you go, go, go. So Dallas, is, the defense, they did nothing <laughs> to address it. They they really didn't do anything draft day. They We screwed them over by taking Sertan. Uh, they they signed Keanu Neal, but that was it. They really should have went hard body at trying to get uh, Verrett. They should have probably already made a signing of Steven Nelson and or Sherman. It's like they've done nothing to 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 help that defense. You lose Sean Lee to retirement. Van Der Esch has been an injury concern since he's come into the league. Jalen Smith is really that only dude that you can really rely on defensively. Second is still bad. It, it's it's not just bad. It's horrible. Boy, uh, stink. It, it was, I'm Quandre Diggs, right? That's his name. He they was lost th- Alden Smith too, which is not going to kill them. But obviously, that is a, he was a, good a, for a presence. Yeah, they're on banking the on that line. offense. Uh, I'm blanking. Demarcus Lawrence. That's his name, correct? Mm-hmm. He is definitely really solid on that defensive line. But he's still getting up there in age, and you need a secondary in the NFL. There's just no way around it. And if you're expecting Dak to come in and be the gunslinger that he was last year. You don't know if he could do that, especially after coming off a broken leg. You're asking Dak to do ankle, ankle. I, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. lower extremity injury. Regardless, it, it is just something that you don't want to have to rely on him to be the savior of your squad. And you look at Washington; they have arguably the best defense in the league outside of Tampa Bay. 
you could even compare. You could. It is a debate between Tampa Bay and Washington, in my opinion. Steelers fell off a little bit because that secondary is not as strong as Washington's and uh, the Buccaneers. But offensively, you bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick to pair with now. You got Curtis Samuel in there with Terry McLaurin, who's one of the more not talked about receivers in the NFL. Scary Terry. Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys. Drafted Diami Brown. Logan Thomas, who was very good last season. They also added William Jackson to that secondary. secondary. And And Jamin Davis. And Antonio Gibson, who's only going to get better. I think the touchdowns go down, but I think the yardage goes up. This that this Washington football team as a a whole so is you, better than you're Dallas. You're telling me Washington should be in so the top ten. They should I'll, be. I'll, I'll, they I'll should say this be. right now: Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Cleveland, Buffalo, Baltimore. They're locks, locks to be to be five. Locks. I think Minnesota are locks to be in the top ten. Rams are locked to be a top ten. Correct. I have problems with the Packers, Cowboys, and Broncos. We already established. Well, yeah, you're not four, high on the Packers. He's, the four, he's been low on the Forty ers Should be over Dallas, right? But I'll even go as far to say the 49ers do have a better roster top to bottom than the Green Bay Packers. I agree. And I think is anybody, I is anybody I mean, Aaron Rodgers, this really who's it. so great, can't even take them over the top of the 49ers because they had that great of a roster. That is I agree. Very, the Niners have a better roster than the Green so Bay So I'll say the 49ers are better than the Packers roster-wise, who might not even have Aaron Rodgers. Um, Just for your information, a reporter asked Aaron Rodgers, because he's at the Suns game right now, if he's committed, if he's going to be in Green Bay, and he said, we'll Boy, see. Phoenix. So, Rodgers gave a non-committal answer to being back in Green Bay, so they might have Jordan Love. But 49ers have a better roster than Green Bay. I agree. Washington has a better roster than Dallas. Now it's really on Denver. Are you taking the De- Are you taking Denver's roster over the Chargers? As I would a, go, as I would go Denver. Correct. Yes, as a so whole, you're putting correct. Denver over Green Bay? That, yeah, I yeah. Because I think if you take Aaron out, you take because I think when people love Green Bay, they just think of Aaron. But you take Aaron out, I don't know why I don't know why Arizona's so low. JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons. I think he's gonna have a better second year. Their secondary sucks. Like (laughs) Arizona secondary is gonna be bad, but their offensive line they they were one of the best pass blocking teams last year. They got DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green is there, Christian Kirk. And I don't think they're going to be that bad. Top 10, I would probably say not. I would hold off top on that. Top 15? This, top 15, yeah. I think the Chargers and the Cardinals should be top 15. You got the Saints. Mm, they really just lost Drew Brees, right? Yeah. You know, so it's just a quarterback thing. I would hesitate to put them top 10. Top 15? I think it's really on the Colts to really be in that top 10. Do I think the Colts have a better roster top to bottom than Denver? Maybe because their offensive line puts them over. Because Denver's offensive line, they have a lot of names that we go, wow, that he's pretty good. Solid. But mm-hmm. as a whole, their offensive line ranked one of the worst. Yep. Okay. So we can't really go by the names. Fair enough. So, so the Colts, because of their offensive line, could be up there. What but would be Denver, your last three? Seven, um, uh, eight, nine, ten. Look, I, I mean, so I said the five I'm, already. The five so already. This is this is my list, and this okay. is not in order. This is just my top okay. ten: Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Cleveland, Buffalo, Baltimore, San Francisco. A Washington football team, the Rams, the Vikings, and then 10, honestly, I think I would go with Denver because Denver. let's just compare them versus the Titans. Denver has the, like, they, I think they have a top three secondary in the NFL. Their defense is better. I'd be yeah. honest, best. Their de- yeah, their defense is better than Tennessee's. By far. Offensive line goes to Tennessee. Weapons goes to Tennessee. Quarterback QB goes, goes to Tennessee. To, so I, but, running back goes to Tennessee. But Denver's offense isn't bad. 
It's not bad. It's just that we don't have. It's just a Tennessee slinger. has Derrick Henry, who's the yeah, best have, running back have, in the league. They have Julio, Julio, they have AJ, AJ Brown, Brown, Anthony Fersker, who I think is going to have a breakout. Well, then, I okay, agree. so then let, I me, agree. let me ask you: Is the gap from Denver's defense bigger than the gap from the Titans' offense to Denver's offense? Because that, that would that would dictate yeah, where we that I would dictate the, where we go. The defense is significant. I think the offense is also significant. But what ultimately wins you games is defense, okay. which is why I lean Denver. Okay. Uh, that's what that's yeah. where we we'll put Denver because uh, that ten spot is tricky. Because right now, I personally think I don't know, man. The Titans if, won a lot of games with just offense, no and, defense. And I year. and I agree, but it's not going to get them. They got Julio. It's now not going to get them deep into a playoff run. Unfortunately, and Washington with the best defense almost missed it because oh, no offense, but almost beat. I wouldn't say almost. And they, the they had a really good game against the Buccaneers. Oh, they right, made the right. Buccaneers struggle, but their offense was good that game for sure. For sure, I'll say this though: Denver versus the Colts. Mm. Denver just has Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, That's Noah tough. Fan. Noah they have better weapons than yeah. the Colts. The Colts, I think, just have an offensive line and defensive line. And that's even a question mark over Tim and, and linebacking core over the over the Broncos. But secondary, no way. Saints, Broncos. You're saying you're taking Colts defensive line over ours? That's why I said it's questionable. Because oh, you got Vaughn, you said- Vaughn Miller, Chubb, Shelby. They're, Shelby, they're amazing, but Chubb and Miller don't stay healthy. Yeah, Miller. Miller has had one season in his career. Yeah, but we know the NFL. Chubb has had, had one season. And he's in getting his up there in age though, too. I agree with you there. And that, that was that was an injury late into his career. Very true. But Chubb was just an All Star. I, I agree Pro Bowl, excuse I agree me. And I, yeah, but you that's need why Miller. I agree. We need both of them. But the Colts, the Forrest Buckner, he's just he's made amazing. Such a difference. Are you going to say but, Buckner's the best defender out of the two teams? I would go healthy Miller. I think only healthy Miller's over healthy Miller. Correct. That's only, Correct. He's only one. I agree. But Denver, I think roster wise over the Colts. So you got Denver um, right now so far. I think 10. over the Saints, over the yo, the Titans, it, that's it's where close. I struggle it's with. Close. Titans because close, the Titans bro. and like their defense is not not talented. Like Bud Dupree, they got Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry. You also got Jiron Brown. Just drafted Kevin Caleb Bird. Farley. Yeah, they have uh, Rashawn Evans. I think he's the linebacker on their team as well. Kayla Farley, Janoris Jenkins, Kenny Vaccaro, Amani Hooker, who I think is going to be good now that— Kevin Bird is still no, there, Kenny, right? Oh, yeah, he is there. Kenny Vaccaro Bye. left. Amani Hooker is taking his place. I think he's going to do good taking his place. And Kevin Byard. Like talent wise, they are it's there. Close, dude. They just didn't. They just didn't really play well last year <laughs> on defense. But talent wise, they are there. Yeah. I don't know if if I'm taking out Denver, I'm only taking them out for Tennessee. So you, you basically I have I can't argue too much. Yeah. So you basically have Titans and Broncos at your ten eleven. Yeah, because you, you look at Tennessee offensive line that goes Very to good. that go over Denver weapons over Denver. Easily. Is, there, is their offensive line built like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are one of the best in the league. Yeah, they are. Yeah, running back way Easily. over, quarterback play way over. Yeah. Like the offense, just, they yeah, got it. It's just hard to you know rank that you know. But Denver does have a great roster. They just need a quarterback, Mister Teddy. The thing about that is, if Teddy's our quarterback, I'm confident in us winning games. If Drew Locks is our quarterback, thing is, you won't win. Going, going into the season, I'm not as confident as I am in Teddy to win games. That that's be, true. That so, being said, I want Drew Lock to start. Because I want to see if he could ever reach the potential that all these guys if, say that he could reach. So if Aaron goes to Denver, where does they go up? How how high do they go up? We're we could Super Bowl contenders. No, I mean like in the rankings. We wow. are, in my opinion, I'm putting us above the Browns. Top eight. You got him in top eight. Yeah. You got him top four. No, I don't. I don't think so because the Browns, they have the best offensive line in the league. 
They do have the best offensive the line. The Broncos oh, are, are, are going to be a bottom 21, probably. Maybe I don't think I'll be I bottom 15 at least. I don't think so. Truthfully, I feel like Risner's really good. I feel as if Garrett Bowles obviously is one of the best left tackles in Wood the league. Cushionberry's not good. Cushionberry's not good, but he was a rookie last year. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna cut him some slack. He was a fourth rounder, so I, I didn't expect the world in him already. It took Garrett Bowles four years to figure it out and be a true animal in this league. Yeah, you're right. You're Bucks right. up by eight and a half. Sun's up. I mean, yeah, sorry, Suns. Yeah. And uh Glasgow. He's he's a solid pickup from the Lions too. So it's like we have the personnel. We need a right tackle. Truthfully, Bobby uh, Massey's the right tackle now, and, and that's where I feel like the hole is right now. But I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna count on our, our offensive line, especially if we have Rodgers in there. Yeah, Denver. I think we went over the PFF top ten list. So right now, if uh, right now it's halftime of the NBA Finals game one, Suns are up fifty seven to forty nine. Egan has 10 points. Killer. Booker has 16. Paul has 11. Mikel has 9. The guy that Chop said has no offense is about to go off for 18 points tonight. We didn't say he had no <laughs> offense. He's, he's not he's shooting. Just, Brooke just, Lopez had 11. Middleton has 12. Holiday has 4. Tucker has 5. I saw him hit a 3. I've been watching the game a little bit. Really? Okay, yeah. cool. Giannis, Giannis has doing? 10 points and 9 rebounds. This dude fills up the stat sheet yeah. like quickly. So, you awesome. know. We'll see who wins the MJ game. We'll see who wins the game. So if, if you guys have been listening to, us, okay. to, listening to us for this long, shout we out. appreciate you guys. I want to say this real quick, man. The love that y'all been showing is is phenomenal. I'm talking straight into the audience in the camera I thought right you now. was talking to us. Yeah. 1.3K views on a full episode. That was, that's our most ever. Our downloads have been 100 plus our last couple of episodes. You guys have been killing it. And you, you are just staring into the soul of the audience right now so if you guys have made it this far thank you so much for supporting us we appreciate you guys of course all of our dreams right here is to do this for a living hopefully one day at least i hope that you know for real this is what we love to do so and you guys are making that happen step by step and that's why we appreciate you guys so much so thank you for that and if you stuck this long it's almost about to be a three-hour show don't forget to rate and review our podcast on apple podcast you can find us on instagram and tiktok at Pick Aside Podcast, on Twitter, at Pick Aside Pod. And Thursday, we have a special guest, Chilltown32. He has over 200,000 followers on TikTok. He is nicknamed OG. It's going to be a great show. He's going to come on and talk about some some of the history of the NBA. We're going to interview him for a little bit. It's going to be a great show. So thank you guys for supporting us, and we'll see you guys next time. This is Kirk Henderson from Pod Maverick, a Dallas Mavericks podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. 
If you'd like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire.